I'm Ben, I'm joined by Gaz Hello. and Mike. Hello. Uh, today um, we're going back to the movie, it's a film special and uh, we are doing V for Vendetta, one of my favourite films, it's my pick. Quite relevant to what I've been talking about recently as well. Excuse me. So yeah, it's, um, <coughs> um, we are, oh Gaz you want to say that we're going to do, well we're not talking about the comic book although we will be mentioning Alan Moore. Yes, just because uh, I am... A comic book nerd myself so I know what it's like uh, we're not talking about the comic book today uh, I read it once nearly 20 years ago I don't know if you two haven't read it I've read it when I was a teenager as well a few times there you go so there's no point yeah. in us trying to half remember things and uh, we are going to talk about Alan Moore a bit because it's Alan fucking Moore he is a mad wizard uh, he's a legend <laughs> and he's a you know fairly local to us but yeah I just wanted to point out at the start we're not going to talk about the comic book, and so if we miss things that were uh, adapted for the movie that didn't come from the book, don't give a shit about it, please, because we're, we're talking about the movie. Yeah. And it's a good movie. So 8.1 on IMDb. I'd agree with that. Mm. And I yeah. would probably argue the same. So, But first, we do weird news, and this will take anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes or so. We discuss some weird shit we found on the net, have a bit of a laugh. And then I get too drunk and need a slash. And we go on to the main thrust of the article. <laughs> and uh, I'll just take a moment to say, on a serious note, we were supposed to have a, our first podcasting crossover bonanza today mm. uh, with our good friend Chris Jones from uh, 5x5 Movie Reviews podcast. But he's had some bad news. and He won't hear this. This won't come out for a couple of weeks. And he's one of our biggest... Supporters, our most vocal yeah. supporters. So when you listen to this in the future, Chris, just to let you know, we're thinking of your bud. And um, uh, yeah, I don't want to say thoughts and prayers because no, we, we don't do. pray, but we are thinking of you, dude. Absolutely, and we'll raise a raise a can. Yeah, can. Or yeah. check his podcast out because he's an um, incredibly knowledgeable guy and a really funny guy and just an all round awesome dude. Never met anyone. We got a lot of friends in common. Yep. I've never met anyone who doesn't like Chris or who got a bad word to say about him because he's just a fucking nice, genuine dude. So, thinking of you, man. Um, yep, yeah. absolutely. Now let's make him laugh with some funnies. All right, so let's start the weird news. Because uh, it's Easter weekend we're recording this. I thought this was appro oh, appro appropriate. Actual, actual Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. We so um, We've all risen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. i tell you what, though, I'm a little bit... When I first heard that Jesus, you know, zombie Jesus, that was quite funny about six years ago. Yeah, I know. Jesus yeah. Christ, everyone today on Facebook with a, oh, I'm so rebellious with my zombie Jesus post. Yeah. I'll cock off. Yeah, my, eat your fucking egg. My favourite one was basically just <laughs> so, pointing out that Jesus just gave up his weekend for us rather than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget another guy that died mm. and rose from the dead. Mm. Optimus Prime. He certainly fucking did. So we should all be eating chocolate Energon cubes. Yeah, or chocolate Decepticons. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? There's actually quite a few parallels between Jesus and Optimus Prime. 
Uh, yeah, I'd imagine that. Oh, he died for our sins, definitely. Yeah, and there was. Um, I remember because I had the a poster when I was at uni, which had the original. It was a poster made up of the original Bucks artwork that they came in in the eighties, and you right. know they had a bio with them with their like, yeah. power rating, and everyone had a quote. Optimus Prime's fucking quote, which was on the box of this eighties toy and on the poster, is fucking uh, catchphrase: "Freedom is the right." Of all sentient beings, pretty fucking heavy for a kid's toy. Very <laughs> <It's> Jesus-like. <laughs> it's very Jesus-like, yeah. isn't it? And in the movie, till all are one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, excellent. Yeah. But so, um, so this article. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it misspelled Acom sign proclaims Chris is risen. Can I ask what Acom is? I have no idea. We'll find it when we scroll down the article. I've forgotten. <laughs> you had. It's One the Acob Parish job. Church. It must be at the town. And they were presented with a sign reading, Chris is risen after a mix-up <laughs> of the printers. Uh, <laughs> I blame everyone involved in this story. <laughs> yeah. I blame the person who went to the printer with the note written down. I blame the fucking printer for knowing this was for a church and not questioning it. It was the printer, no! <laughs> Chris is risen! <laughs> yeah! I love this. The pastor at the Baptist church is actually called Chris. <laughs> and he's got to get up for a sunrise service at 6.30am on well, Easter Sunday. Maybe that was the joke. His predecessor didn't manage to get up for the service last year. And there you go. <laughs> so maybe that's why the printer had a bit of a, had a, bit of a fun at the uh, poke in front of the vicar. I would be so pissed off if this came back. Chris is risen. Well, this reminds me of actually on a... It was quite funny, we a new employee at work who's supposed to be the saviour. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> really? That, that's, yeah. The saviour? Is that his job title? <laughs> yeah, fucking might as well be. This is how my little mum and pup fucking company works, how backwards we are when you work for a does, tiny... Does anyone work. you work with listen to this podcast? Oh, I hope did not. he turn up today, <laughs> did he? Uh, uh, <laughs> did he I hope he got killed on Friday. <laughs> he had his interview on Friday, disappeared for a few days and turned up today. <laughs> I'm suspicious. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that was Moonlight as a vicar. <laughs> it directly relates to Chris's risen because fucking golden balls at work. My boss drinks with this guy in a pub and his, this guy used to be a fucking music teacher at college. A music teacher, and now he's in the fucking hardware sales business. Oh, fucking, oh yeah, amazing. So, Golden Balls, you know, one of his fucking ideas, his promotions, we're gonna, he's going to get sales up. And he You've got David Beckham there as well, though. Yeah. <laughs> David Beckham and Jesus Christ at the payroll. <laughs> wow. It's going places, that big, isn't it? <laughs> well, he did a leaflet for Christmas, and he put, Happy Christmas, but... Chris. About the tea... Yeah. <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, he sounds like a twat. <laughs> Christmas. And I found great joy in this. In fact, I'm so childish, I was writing Happy Christmas on as many boxes as I could find on the shelves of the warehouse <laughs> in blue marker pen as a reminder to his mediocrity. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Anyway. He needs to read your fucking manifesto. He needs to fuck off. He needs to go and learn some... He needs some basic sales training before we give him the top fucking salesman job. I've had my eye on that. Anyway. How long have you had your eye on it? The green eye of envy on it. Uh, maybe, this, maybe that's the motive that he just got the job you wanted. No. Fuck him. He's useless. And he's really, really short. And short men creep me the fuck out. Oh, man, you've been over watching Game of Thrones. Ugh. 
No, I wouldn't watch Game of Thrones. It's not on the list. You know, people tell me TV shows, you've got to watch this. I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, except Game of Thrones is not on the fucking list. And I love how I keep seeing articles that relate, like, how, uh, <laughs> how much like the Bible Game of Thrones is and stuff like that. How there's there's certainly that, uh, uh, an underlying theme of a mm. reborn prince, if that makes any sense, without mm. giving too much away for the next season. Oh, it's like Game of Thrones. No, it's not. It's like the Bible. Well, it's like every a lot of religions before... Christianity, I mean, Horus rose from the dead, the Egyptian guy, Mithras rose from the dead, um, I think that was a Persian guy. Yeah, there's been quite, There's been quite a few, anyway, that's just a couple of this on my head, so... Anyway, I think the salesman from work works for this fucking printer. Maybe. Chris is risen. Maybe, you should have got noticed by the BBC. Should I give his full name and address? <laughs> no. <laughs> should we go the next one? Mm-hmm. It's in the Derby Telegraph. Well-known... Uh, reputable newspaper. Oh, my, they're from Derby. Oh. You don't like people from Derby, do you? <laughs> Mike's a Nottingham Forest fan. Bunch of sheep shaggers. <laughs> Sorry to any listeners we have in Derby. <laughs> um, anyway, independent witnesses report a silent ghost plane which turned the sky dark. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah. What, a ghost plane? No. <laughs> I've seen the article. On one of your many visits to Derby. <laughs> Shit, I'll be in Derby. <laughs> I will actually be in Derby on Tuesday for work. If anyone wants an autograph, do your front I will keep my eyes open. <laughs> um, separate reports of a mysterious ghost plane have emerged in Derbyshire, which witnesses have seen in a dark, silent shape sweep across the sky. It was a fucking cloud. No, because Mark O'Brien thinks he saw his low, quiet, low-flying plane fly above him after picking his daughter up from his swimming lesson in Ripley. Well, there is a fucking airport not far away, the East Midlands Airport. Oh, I like the artist's impression. Ah, uh, well, apparently it's an old World War Two plane they're seeing. Oh, fuck off. These are actually a British phenomenon. I've actually read a bit about this, that we have this ghost plane thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not old plane enthusiasts then. It's not old plane enthusiasts seeing what they want to see after spending hours looking at pictures no, of old planes. No, I mean, planes. it's literally not a ghost plane. It's literally an old fighter that people are taking out on a Sunday. Was it a... Well, the picture fully there... Fully equipped at home. Well, Mike, I can inform you that there are no flying Spitfires in the UK, based in the UK, and there are certainly no flying... I, I watched a documentary this morning where they were flying Spitfires. Yeah, but they're not the based in the UK anymore. They're all based abroad and come over for the events. Well, it could be the Dutch. I saw fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi flying a fucking... Well, he wasn't flying it. He his was brother was flying it, was, and isn't his nickname Obi-2? I don't know. But it's, I it seem was, to recall reading that article. It was quite a good yeah, documentary. Yeah. It was on today. His brother is in the... Art. I, yeah. I was laughing at it. He's like, here's my brother who is an RAF pilot and is now a, a civilian, um, uh, he's a trainer, a teacher, he teaches people to fly who are in the RAF. And it's like, yeah, and I was in fucking Star Wars. Like, <laughs> yeah. Unlucky bro. Like, well, I know he might have had a more fulfilling career maybe, but he certainly didn't earn the money Ewan was earning. No. Bless him. No. Anyway, it was quite good. It was about... Yeah, I'm, but I'm pretty sure that his brother's, like, um, you know they have the flight name Maverick Goose I'm pretty sure he's OB2 that's that'd be good but there was one good bit in the duck this morning that was about it's about the history of the RAF and then um, oh, 100 years old today isn't it there you go that explains the documentary um, but uh, basically somebody's reading a diary of one of the first uh, planes that actually had weapons and was talking about how he first hand saw what he'd done the results of his firing 
saw that he'd shot a couple of pilots, but then landed and saw, actually saw with his own eyes the results of his of his mission, the results of shooting this plane down and the bodies and the skulls and all this, and he was quite affected by it. And then Ewan's brother was saying, well, I certainly never in my career then landed the plane to investigate my fucking handiwork. You were very yeah. removed from oh, yeah. what you were doing. Um, whereas back then <clears throat> they weren't. And you probably know something about this. It made me want to understand mechanics. Like, those guns, sequential guns that fire in between the, prope yeah. uh, the propeller, fuck me, that's some precision engineering, isn't it? You don't uh, get that yeah, fucking yeah. wrong. <laughs> it was an interrupter gear. It had a name, but I can't remember the guy who invented it off the top of my head. And um, I think he was a Frenchman. But the Germans got, got the idea through first. Oh, well. Because they were probably all selling each other arms, mm. to be fair. I mean, I thought yeah. it was really impressive. But yes, it, it is, it's, it's an immense piece of video. You're mm. firing machine guns through a moving propeller and the machine guns will not hit your blades. That is amazing, yeah. isn't it? It's not like you're timing it like a video game. Two, three, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> no, you just fucking pull that trigger and it is not going to hit your propeller blades. Yeah. It's awesome. But back to the ghost plane. That looks to me, in the artist's description, you're aware of, a, of cloaking technology. That, yeah, the Klingons have it. Well, no, no, not even in... Star Trek, uh, in like the real world of where it's basically cameras filming what's behind you and projecting that in front of you. So we're looking at a sort of translucent picture of a plane. Is that a plane that's cloaking or coming out of its cloaking? Because it would just be projecting what's behind it on yeah. the front. And I know that sort of technology is in development. Uh, there is an airport around there. Is this some sort of tech experiment? Would they do the Fortis plane? I've got some, I've got an idea. I think it's some out of touch aliens. Ooh. Right? Think mm -hmm. about it. They they think, oh, we better put ourselves in disguise mode. What's we? What's that somewhere on Earth? They have this. Yeah, yeah. They want to go any further than that. <laughs> and they just project themselves as a, as a Lancaster bomber. And then everyone's like, oh, fuck me, what's that doing? Up? Yeah. <laughs> and then they realise their mistake later on. Yeah. I think it's an honest mistake by some aliens. Who, been in it for a while. who fucking was this witnessed by more than one person? So three people, apparently. Yeah, he scored down a bit, please, Mike. Well, we all know how reliable eyewitness testimony That's very is. true, but they were all at the same time, in the same area, just fucking each Derby. other. Who knows? Oh, Lindsay Taylor of Barnsley mm. claims to have seen two ghost planes at the same time as Mr. O'Brien, only this time near the village of Hope in the Derbyshire Peak District. Yeah, so... Ghost planes on the loose in the UK. Demons on the loose in the UK. Demons loose about this well, loose. <laughs> there was a, a ghost train in Ghostbusters 2. We've, yeah, um, we've gone over that. It's one, it's, it's one of the few parts of that film. I can't, it still scares the shit out of me, to be fair. So why not a ghost plane? I'll tell you why, because there's no such fucking thing <laughs> as ghosts. <laughs> Alien cloaking device gone wrong. It's and how does, fucking, how does ghost, like... A ghostly like mechanical things like what like the so what is this the spirit of a dead plane like the gears the, the crew causing that final that's the crew but how do you explain the mechanical thing oh, that surrounds them well, so don't. each one of those bolts and nuts and gears and Go -go's rivets bolt. all have spirits that can then be passed on into the oh, fuck yeah. off <laughs> <laughs> fuck, just fuck off <laughs> not a fan of that but, one man that's no. my professional <laughs> journalistic opinion is fair. It could be a tear in the time-space continuum. Could be, says the science officer. 
Hang on. Could be a wormhole. Hang on. Yeah. You, you were Mr. Cynical over the, the really dodgy death of, of the People's Prince. No, I'm just saying that was advocate. No, it was just... <laughs> just so... And now you believe in ghost planes. No, I might just offer me a scientific explanation, didn't he? Just no, he didn't. Could a rip of the space-time continuum. There oh, you go. Oh, yeah, you know. Happens in Derby, yeah, mate. Yeah, that's not just like something happens on <laughs> Red Dwarf. Boys from the Dwarf. Boys in the Dwarf. No, um, yeah, I'd love to think. But another thing I'll add to this is, I may have mentioned this before, but I do a delivery in Birmingham to an area called Poolway, which is so close to Birmingham Airport. The first time I went there and looked up and saw a plane coming into land, it was one of those giant um, Emirates... Uh, oh, you're the big, yeah, the long distance sponsor. things, yeah, yeah, I know one. I looked up and saw, and I am telling you, my genuine first thought was that 9-11 was happening again. Like, it, I thought that was plane is yeah. way too low, like, oh, fuck, this is bad. Then just realised that's what it's like living there. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, God knows what the price uh, house prices are like. But anyway, so you see a plane low, like, it's there's a lot of fucking noise. There's oh, a lot yeah, of, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's kind of a weird thing seeing them that low because they, they look wrong going that low and that slowly. Like that shouldn't be up there. Yeah, that shouldn't be. It doesn't make any sense. That shouldn't be kind of really struggling to land. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> they do. They always feel to me like they they you know, they going that slow. They look like they're struggling to go mm. that slow to slow down enough to actually touch yeah. down. So I just think if there, there was. So I know I, I suggested earlier maybe it's some sort of plane being tested. I doubt like, there'd be so much noise. I, I, why am I taking this? Seriously? I don't know. I don't, next article. Yeah, please. It was fun, but no. Yeah, no ghost planes for you. No. Or ghosts. No. Um, I thought of, this made me proud to be British. Because <laughs> uh, a man in Britain has contracted super gonorrhea that cannot be caused with user antibiotics. Super gonorrhea. Super gonorrhea. It can't be cured with usual antibiotics. I love, I love that they didn't... It's like, it doesn't have a different name. They just put super in front of gonorrhea. Yeah, it's well, like gonorrhea, but worse. So it's like super gonorrhea. All the little molecules of gonorrhea have got capes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is gonorrhea. It's just got a tiny mutation that just means that it is uh, immune to antibiotics. Oh. Still not good. Yeah, this yeah. is the trouble with anti overuse of antibiotics. Yes. Everyone we get antibiotic-resistant bacteria. But I haven't taken any for a decade, so you'll be all right. When I do need them, they're going to work like f I might even get high. I've got away for a decade. I ain't <laughs> <touched> an antibiotic. <laughs> <laughs> My cock hasn't dropped up yet. I can, I can still get it up. So why go? Why put myself through the embarrassment? <laughs> I mean, there's. I like the boils. There yeah. is. <laughs> There's quite a few girls that I should probably telephone, morally speaking, because um, it can uh, can it make them barren? I've no idea. Yeah, so. it's quite dangerous for them apparently, but <laughs> I'm all right. You're just giving them the gift of surprise. Hey, um, some of these girls, I wouldn't be the only candidate. I'm sure. Moving on. So, uh, how did he contract it? Where did he get it from? Let's read down and find out. Um, oh, does it say? That's the question. He had a regular partner. Oh, he picked up the disease after a sexual encounter with a woman in Southeast Asia. Oh, dear God. Holiday sex. He's uh, married as well with a family. But that was a fun conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just... well, I've got super gonorrhea, love, get yourself checked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which can't be treated. Which can't be treated. So you're going to die of it? Well, it, uh, well, usual antibiotics, isn't it? It's... Uh, 
says gonorrhea is passed on through unprotected sexual contact. It's usually treated with a combination of as <laughs> good luck and a, and a decision not to go to the doctors <laughs> and hoping it just gets better on its own. I, I, I would say good luck at pronouncing that fucking word. <laughs> I thought you were commenting on your own sort of. <laughs> That's how I get through Anzithromycin and ceftriloxane antibiotics. <laughs> but in this case, the drug seed and ceft. Seft reaction. Yeah, but in this case, the drugs failed. <laughs> the drugs don't hurt. <laughs> My just... cock still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, quite a modest plucky chap, to be fair. <laughs> super gonorrhea, wow. Does it say at the end if we... Um, He's been treated with a form. It won't know that to it until mid-April. Wow. Oh, look, see. Oh, it's serious, man. I did know something. It says uh, gonorrhea left untreated uh, can lead to complications, including infertility. Yeah. And pelvic inflammatory disease. That don't sound good. And pregnant women can pass on the disease to their babies. So let's hope uh, the chicky bang wasn't pregnant. It cause a burning sensation when urinating. So that's In what that is. <laughs> increased discharge, which may be yellow or green. And bleeding in women between periods. Wow. Super gonorrhea. So I, the lesson I'm getting from this is, what country did he go to? He went to Southeast Asia. We don't know which one he went to. Um, so Wear a condom. Unless you're Catholic. I don't know. Super gonorrhea could probably burn through the rubber. No. <laughs> is that what the alien acid? Yeah. Is that what you discharge? <laughs> it is when you've got this kind of gun. <laughs> It'll burn through metal. You should see all the, you should see all the pup marks from my jizz that are left over there on his face. Oh. <laughs> you wouldn't recognise her. She looks like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Oh man, I hope she doesn't listen to this. She doesn't, she's gorgeous, love you babe. She's not listening, she doesn't love me that much. <laughs> she has to listen to me go on at home, she doesn't want to hear what I say when I'm not there. It's funny that, I'm finding it, we're getting strangers to listen to us on the internet, you know. But it's quite hard to get people who already know me to, to, I have to the listen same to problem. me for two hours. I say to someone at work who I know is into this stuff, oh, yeah, I do a podcast on that. It's, it's funny, just give it a chance, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you ask them like a week, did you listen to it? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, forget it then. Forget it then. <laughs> Maybe it's because we're such insufferable pricks in real life. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, we no, no on management, I mean, more than insufferable oh, prick. God. <laughs> I've just got no friends. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, the history of Mike, the, we are the only people Mike sees from wherever. His family have disowned him. He sits here playing championship manager on his own and masturbating sadly. <laughs> hey, there are worse ways to spend your life. It could work in an office. That's true. Do you know what I mean? You'd be alone, surrounded by people. That's even worse. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't, you know, I can't stand it. Hell is other people, you said that? <laughs> some philosopher. I don't know, some lonely <laughs> bastard. Some, some bloke with a turtleneck and a beret, no doubt. Some nihilistic philosopher. Well, to quote the dwarf, um, John Paul Sartre or somebody like that said, hell is being locked forever in a room with your friends. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> all, all his mates That's were a... French. <laughs> 
Yeah. Are there any sales jobs going at your place, Ben? I had my eye on one at ours with some little cunt. <laughs> there's plenty you of can't sal- smell Christmas. There's plenty of sales reps, but the problem is they have such a high turnover. I don't think you really want the job, mate. You, boom. Uh, you don't hit your target for like a couple of months. Boom, gone. See you later. Uh, that's why you lie. Well. <laughs> Okay. If you're willing to put on a suit and drive a company Renault, then it's up to you. Uh, <laughs> company Renault? Yeah. Right now I've got a company Transit. So, uh, Soldier sold for a company Renault. <laughs> yeah, and, we, and we all know that Transit vans are soon going to be banned or renamed or recalled, all of them, because of the offence it will cause to potential oh. transgender people. <laughs> Your van offends me. If anything, they should welcome it. They should all drive them. They should welcome it. Welcome it. They should just call it the trans van and I'm done with it. <laughs> welcome it as I drive over this. Cool. Welcome to the trans van. <laughs> yeah, you could fit a trans van, put some carpet up the walls all around it, have some kind of trans love paradise in the back. I'll paint it half yeah. pink. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. What do they want to do? On the spot, doctor performs transgender surgery. <laughs> <laughs> in the back, no, the motorway. I just slam your cock in the back door and drive off. Just someone driving around, the van door opens, this cock just flies at the windscreen. Jesus. <laughs> a bleeding cock yeah. landing on your windscreen and then it gets stuck on the one and then it gets stuck on the one place it's just smearing itself it's raining the foreskin gets caught on the wiper it's just coming backwards and forwards uh, it's family the kids in the back raining cocks what's that daddy don't look <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to reach out of the window and still drive to, to grab at this severed member. Oh dear. Oh, blood and flesh in all the windscreen. Oh. Welcome to the trans van! <laughs> well, that's a beautiful idea. Yeah. Like, I'll get you the house. Mm. Uh, go on, then this is. What's, what's this one then? Uh, next one. I chop off cocks anyway, must as well get paid for it. <laughs> Why are you cutting off Jesus' bike? Hey, everyone needs a hobby. (laughs) (laughs) What's that jar in the sink? (laughs) Well, actually, as this is apparently the most rapey town in the country that we live in, you might be quite a good service to go around Mm. chopping off cocks. Not just any, you make sure they are rapey people. Um, I can't imagine Mike as some kind of vigilante penis severer. Oh shit on his dream. <laughs> the Peter Fine General. <laughs> oh, P- we need him in this town. Oh, Christ. What was that? Monkey dust. Monkey dust, yeah. If you don't know what we're on about, Google. Just Google YouTube. Telford. Well, Google Telford and then Google. By the Google. power vested in me by some man I met down the pub. <laughs> that oh. says that all oh, your type are at it. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's worrying. We're not young girls, so it's not that worrying for no, us. But no, to be fair, we've moved past the age where paedophiles and violence attractive. <laughs> you have a young Some could say we've moved past the age that anyone finds us attractive. <laughs> Save for yourself. <laughs> well, you know, I've got one. So, come on then, what's this story? Ghostbuster for aliens <laughs> investigates UFOs on the paranormal highway. That doesn't make any sense. A Ghostbuster for aliens. And now he's on the paranormal highway. Alien Buster, basically. Yeah, so that's lazy headline writing. Headline writing? Ah, fuck. He looks looks like fucking Jeremy Renner in The Avengers. He looks like Hawkeye. The shittest character. (laughs) I like Hawkeye, he's alright. He's the plucky underdog, he's got a bow and arrow, that's it. He has no place on that fucking He doesn't, he knows that. (laughs) He knows it. 
When people think they have seen UFOs, Chuck Zakowski takes their calls. Good old Chuck. I'm Ghostbuster for Aliens. If a local rancher hears about a possible cow mutilation, they'll contact me. Zukowski told ABC News. ABC so, sorry to interrupt, but Mr. Zukowski, I'm sorry, dear, but um, I'm going to have to fundamentally disagree you with that. I'm the Ghostbuster for Aliens. Ghostbusters turn up to paranormal events with their uh, ghost-catching equipment. They then capture the ghost and then deposit that ghost to a, a containment unit um, which is a bit like the inside of hell yeah. but in a, in a metal yeah. box a nuclear containment unit you sir you sir t- turn up at places where people say they have seen a ghost an alien and do precisely what and well, he, he turns examined, up for, de- for dead cows he examines bizarre animal mutilations and UFO sightings in an effort to record evidence of alien activity you're not busting shit, is my point. You're not busting nothing. Busting ain't making you feel good. Yeah, it's not. He's just got a oh, briefcase. He looks like one of them people that border the that patrol the border in their own time in America. You know oh, what I mean? They've got their own... Yeah. Look, he's bought his own security outfit. Isn't that fucking and, awesome? Yeah, he's kitted out like a... You yeah, know, he's got a utility vest. Yeah, he's got a chest He's got a walkie-talkie or something there. Who's he speaking to? He's the only bloke there. <laughs> With... <laughs> Why Listen, the, we got one! Why, why isn't the farmer with him? Why would he need a walkie-talkie? Who is he talking to? He's turning up on his own. The farmer's like, oh, there's the cow. Well, he might have some back at base. Why is he wearing fucking, like, fucking <laughs> UFC gloves? Are you going to fist fight a fucking alien? Shouldn't he be wearing rubber gloves as like a forensic thing? Yeah, what's like, in the briefcase? It, you're claiming to be like CSI for aliens, mate. You turn up in fingerless gloves. Mm. Tallying evidence. You're an amateur, sir. Ah, is it Chuck Norris of ufologists? <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah, but we're not allowed to talk. We're, we've been banned from the ufologist oh, community. Oh, that bloke did wasn't happy. So, Tchaikovsky believes these mutilations are caused when UFOs or, or unidentified flying objects... No! Thanks, um, abcnews.com, for, uh, for um, <laughs> clearing that up for me. Yeah, I always wonder what that meant, you know? I, I thought it stood for udder fucked orifices. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, where was it? It is scenario, but, technically, yeah, cow mutilation. So he thinks UFOs lift the cows, take their blood, and return them to land. He acknowledged that many of his suburban neighbours think he is crazy, but he said he now embraces the nickname, quote, UFO nut. On the custom license plate of his investigation truck and on his website, ufonut.com. Now, in American parlance and slang, to nut, is to ejaculate. So, <laughs> I don't want to see no UFO nut onto the corpse of a u- <laughs> mutilated cow. I think you nut, sir. I think you, Mr. UFO nut, are nutting into the wounds of these cows. That's my quote. Uh, no? I used the word quote well, wrong. In all fairness... That's my take. In all fairness, he is married, Mr. Zukowski, but he, he couldn't that picture just down the screen. He's got a giant alien... Doll in his house. Yeah, Hitler was married. Do you know what I mean? Don't make, <laughs> don't prove much. He found one. Sa- Look at him with his tactical vest. He on. has got a tactical. Yeah. <laughs> Are they shotgun shells? <laughs> yeah. For fuck's sake. Well, it's hard to or say whether they're shotgun shells. That's or a not, satellite but. phone. He does have a sat phone. What the? F- He's wearing a tactical vest and uh, yeah. He carries a gun. Is he? That's what it says. Whenever he investigates what he believes is an activity along the thirty-seventh degree parallel. Oh, well, look, only along that parallel. Uh, what, what parallel is it? Thirty-seventh. I'll bring me gun. Sorry, guys. I've just worked out what this is. You know, everybody says that they accuse David Icke of when he says uh, interdimensional reptilians, he actually means Jewish people. Right. 
-hmm. when this guy says UFOs and aliens, he means Mexicans. Uh, He's out there with his gun and his sat phone and his tactical vest yeah. looking for, quote, UFOs. We're like, it's a goddamn wetback. Kadoosh, kadoosh, kadoosh. Yeah. He's out hunting He's looking Mexicans. for illegal aliens. Yeah, quote. Oh. <laughs> I'm an alien. <laughs> 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 oh, that's why we spit me beer. <laughs> Shooting illegal Mexicans. <laughs> well, he loves th- it. He's got a number plate. But in 30 years, he hasn't found a single one, so it ain't working. Because he shot them him. all. <laughs> they shot them all dead. Uh, I don't know. Either way, he's nuts, isn't he? I mean, fair play to these people. And how does he fund this? Himself, he says. Where did he, he must have made his money early on in life. From he's something a else. freelance microchip engineer. Oh, fucking hell. That's like an actual <laughs> yeah. fucking qualified, yeah. serious job, isn't yeah. it? That, like, it's pretty good. Okay, well, I mean, fair enough. The mutilated corpse things, I would like to do an episode on that. Cattle mutilation. Mutilated cattle, because that is a weird, well, conspiracy, weird thing. That's weird. Mm. Do I think it's aliens? I don't know, but it it is weird. It's a chupacabra. Because they're they're mutilated in weird ways sometimes, aren't they? Like their eyeballs and stuff, things like that. Mm, Yeah, anuses, cord. Uh, (laughs) Genuinely, yeah, cord anuses. Wow. That's our support act. (laughs) Right fucking perverts, these aliens, aren't they? They are. Obsessed with asses. I mean... That's the time I was probed. (laughs) Excuse me? Well, when I woke up on the floor after missing time. I thought we cleared this up. That's just being horrendously drunk, then. Just because it was the night of the Christmas party, and you're just trying to justify a gay experience. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just had a really sore arse the following day. I'm not going to do any differently. I'm not a homophobe. I'm sure Mike isn't either. My trousers were around my ankles. I've been deposited back in the front room. The guy put them back. I mean, who has sex and then leaves there like just? Trousers off. No, you got dressed after the anal sex. No. And made your way home. Anal abduction. Nah. Anal abduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, whoever it was, film. whoever it was, whatever it was, mm-hmm. didn't have the common courtesy to give me a fucking reach around, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> How do you know if you were unconscious? <laughs> well, I'm Aha! It's no mess. It was gay. It's <laughs> no mess. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I've crusted already by morning. Well, no, to work you might have been so drunk you couldn't. I don't even live for four hours. You were so drunk you couldn't ejaculate. No, that doesn't happen. Oh, it does to me. There is definitely a ratio between uh, being able to have sex and how much alcohol I've drunk and having pointless sex because it is never going to end. I have no feeling in my penis. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be awake. Usually yeah. when drugs are involved. Yeah. So, what do you think? Uh, I think he's chasing a dream. About my dick. No, sorry. <laughs> I think you're chasing a dream. Uh, I think he's... He'll fall off because of the gallery, will it? Well, probably, <laughs> eventually. I think this guy's um, misguided. I think he's chasing a dream. And I think calling yourself the Ghostbuster of the aliens is a little bit fucking presumptuous. They actually did stuff. They had a logo, at least. And they, but they made a lot of money out of it. Yeah, they lost it, you know, but... They got it back. They got it back in the end. 
If it's up to us, we've got <laughs> to take control. Ready for the next one? Church hires J.K. Rowling to rewrite the Bible. Wow. That'll be more interesting. I'll get the kids into it, I'm sure. It is hoped the author, most famous for her Harry Potter series, you don't say, really, can make it more accessible and believable for a new generation of Catholics and Christians. <laughs> <laughs> they know it's bollocks and they're trying to fucking... I was just about to say... I, Bible 2. <laughs> yeah, well, how do you... What, what's one surefire way of letting everybody know that your revered book is a work of fiction? Oh, I don't know. Maybe hire one of the most successful fiction writers of modern times to redo it for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Not a philosopher, not a scholar... Not somebody, um, yeah. you know, not yeah. somebody who's spent their entire life doing Bible studies. No, no. That here. bird who did Harry Potter. That bird who wrote about the wizards, I love that. <laughs> it says here, figures such as Dementors and other popular creations may take the place of less realistic biblical creatures such as unicorns and the Leviathan. Oh, you the unicorns, oh, the unicorns of the Bible. I didn't know that. Did I? Hang on. This is April Fool's, isn't it? Let's do some live... No, I'm sorry, hang on, hang on. This has got... When was this article dated, Mike? January the 21st, 2014. Let's do some live journalism. I'm going to... I only get the newest... Uh... <laughs> I'm going to... Uh... news. I'm going to Google unicorns in the Bible. All right, that's fine. Because... I, they can't be in the Bible. When many people hear that unicorns are mentioned in the Bible, they imagine the mythical unicorn with a flowing mane. Uh, but that image of the unicorn is only fantasy. Well, more than the what? flowing mane, I envisage the fucking horn on the head. That kind of what distinguishes it from a normal fucking um, horse. Yeah. Unicorns. Now I'm seeing on the first page of Google two different answers. One says they are mentioned nine times in the Bible, and one says they are mentioned five times in the Bible. Well, they're mentioned. Uh, Hang on, this is this is going to be bullshit. She's agreed to it. And while the specifics of the rewrite are not yet known, it's believed Rowling is tasked with producing a compelling tale that young Catholics and Christians can engage with. We're very happy Miss Rowling has agreed to... This can't be the J.K. Rowling. This is just some woman called, like, you know, something else. Apparently so. Selection has raised some eyebrows. And you always know an article is bullshit because... We are happy Miss Rowling has agreed to the rewrite. We keenly await the first draft. A Vatican insider has told uh, WWN. Now, that's code work for somebody I made up. Because anyone can do that. Um, yeah, I've just realised, I think this is a um, one of them fake news sort of sites. Oh, uh, I that. <laughs> Waterford Whisperer. Mm. Well, I did see a really... It says the sales of the Jesus Christ action figure have dropped by over 200% <laughs> in the last 10 years. We are in need of a new, compelling and toy-friendly character. This is fake. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the close to the Pope told oh, Speaking of, an insider said... I'm quite sure that J.K. Uh, Rowling's an atheist as well. Probably. You know, uh, the whole insider said, I once saw um, an amazing thing along those lines. Kevin Smith, the writer and director, who I think we're all fans of, oh. um, he was accepting an award, an Empire Award, at the Empire Movie Awards. And uh, there's this column in either The Sun or The Miracle, The 3 a.m. Girls... And they'd done a sort yeah. of salacious story about... Because um, his film at the time was Jersey Girl and it had Ben Affleck and um, uh, the singer J-Lo in it. And so there's a lot of gossip surrounding the film because those two were a couple. And they'd said some bitchy stuff and Kevin is accepting the award and these 3AM girls are sat there in the um, audience and he reads out their article and he's like, an insider said a close... A, a, 
um, a source close to the star said. And he points out that that's just like bullshit. Yeah. You can say that and make anything up. And he goes, and saying that, and the girls are sat there. He says, somebody told me that for 10 euros, not 10 pounds, 10 euros, you can come in each one of their fucking mouths. An <laughs> insider told me. <laughs> and they're just sat there like, like with everyone going, yeah. Because he's fucking right. He's, but if you can qualify it with an insider saying, mm. or a, 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 I can't say it, a source close to the star, then you yeah. can fucking just say anything, can't you? Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking it's, bollocks. It's like the only in this is, I think. It's like yeah. uh, a satirical... It was funny, though. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't put it past for a second. And yeah. we've learned that unicorns mentioned in the fucking yeah. Bible, yeah. which surely then is solid concrete proof that the Bible is ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I heard a bird on Howard Hughes, oh, a, bird, a woman I'm talking to Howard Hughes on, that, on the Unexplained mm. podcast, who claimed that unicorns were real. She was a spiritual advisor from Scotland. Well, there is a cult dedicated to unicorns, isn't there? There's a sex that? cult, yeah. Yeah, we're going to join that, didn't you? No, but I will do soon. But uh, I do find it, because, you know, as you've heard me being mocked for a listener, uh, I, I now live with my girlfriend and her two little girls. and I've moved on now. They, they are obsessed <laughs> with unicorns. Unicorns are everywhere in the house. And I do find it strange. Like, they're just horses with horns on their head. <laughs> what is so captivating and magical about a fucking horse with a horn on its head? Yeah, you're right. Rhinos have got horns. They don't have little rhino teddies all over the house. Anyway. It's that princess mentality, guys, that they're all princesses. Mm. But I read something hilarious. I, um, it was a post that a, a lady had, had posted on Facebook, and it was basically saying, to try and get out of calling uh, little girls beautiful and princess, here's a list of other things you can call them. And it was a list of adject adjectives. You well, know. It was by their name. That would, that would help. Well, yeah. But it was a list of adjectives, and it was like one of them was entrepreneurial. Uh, yeah, so I was like, so what? Instead of greeting your daughter with "Hello, princess," I have to say "Hello, entrepreneurial." Hello, strong, motivated entrepreneurial warrior. Woman. No, fuck off! Like <laughs> she loves princesses. She chooses to love princesses. Nobody forces her to. Oh, is that just the, like, is that just the Disney film showing that idea in her head that you're gonna be a princess? Is no. just brainwashing at that age? No. And I get what the post is saying. Yes, reinforcing their minds that they can be. <coughs> anything they want to be I get that but surely they get that the impracticalities of, of what what is fucking wrong with calling it princess so instead as long as you don't carry that on into her 20s and 30s you're laughing well I'm going to call her Miss Entrepreneurial if she does anything fucking remotely entrepreneurial if she does what if she starts dressing what if she starts dressing like IRS from the mill you know, wrestling and <laughs> struggling over the briefcase you're going entrepreneurial then then I will love it <laughs> I will love every second of it <laughs> Have you paid your taxes? <laughs> oh, he was ace. <laughs> he was actually quite a good wrestler. Do you know who his son is? No. Bray Wyatt. No way. Yeah. Wow. Mike Rotunda's his real name. But anyway, we're getting off. We're losing Mike. We're losing Mike. <laughs> we're talking wrestling. Get the defibrillator. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to use one of them. <laughs> well, I've got one more quote from this story because I think it's great. Judas is probably going to wear a leather jacket. And JK's toying with the idea of a nervous twitch with an eye badge. <laughs> <laughs> She's thinking of splitting it up into nine, maybe ten books. <laughs> I'm guessing WWN might be Weekly World News, and this might be a thing from yeah. the Water of the I do like the Weekly World News. It's The NSA's Skynet programme may be killing of innocent people. I shit you not, they called it Skynet. That's what I'm saying, fuck off, about why call it that. It's the biggest trolling. and Why call it 
fucking Skynet. Because it's in the it's the net and it's in the sky. Fuck off! That is <laughs> massive fucking trolling. Ridiculously, ridiculously optimistic machine learning algorithm is completely bullshit. Says expert. <laughs> this is another fake news thing. In 2014, the former director of both the CIA and NSA proclaimed that we will kill people based on metadata. Now, a new examination of previously published Snowden documents suggests that many of those people may have been innocent. That is the plot to fucking Captain America 2. Yeah, Using metadata, an algorithm, to decide who lives and who dies. Yeah. This is how mad it is. The last one was a fake news. This one isn't. And Mm. this is just as incredible. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, the plus side, Cash America 2. Fucking great film. Absolutely awesome film. Last year, The Intercept published documents detailing the NSA Skynet program. According to the documents, Skynet engages in mass surveillance of Pakistan's mobile phone network and then uses a machine learning algorithm on the cellular network metadata of 55 million people to try and rate each person's likelihood of being a terrorist. For fuck's sake. Oi, oi, oi. Well, that's uh, concerning. Well, I've got to tell you, lads, when you combine the three of us sat here and the research we do for the show, the amount of things we Google, then add on to that our own personal Google searches of whatever they may be, there's a pretty good chance we're on um, some sort of government. uh, They're too curious. (laughs) (laughs) Asking too many questions. Our faces have been scanned at the anti-austerity marches. There's a helicopter Mm. literally hovering over the crowd and you can see a camera underneath and you're like, yeah, you're scanning faces. Mm. Of course. Definitely. They'll be the job if they're not. Yeah, yeah. Identifying potential usurpers or... Anarchists. Agitators. Yeah, whatever. Well, this is quite um, uh, timely sure, um, because we're going to touch on a lot of this when we discuss the main subject. What sort of metadata gives one away as being a terrorist, I suppose? Oh, so this is why this guy is saying it's complete bullshit. Mm. A flaw in how the NSA trains Skynet's machine learning algorithm to analyse cellular metadata, Ball told ARS, makes the results scientifically unsound. I suppose it's key words, as I thought. Somewhere between 2,500 and 4,000 people have been killed by drone strikes in Pakistan since 2004. And most of them are classified by the US government as extremists, the Bureau of Investigative Journalism reported. Wow. So, and Pakistan given the okay for that, or what? I mean, are we just, they're just randomly yeah. drone striking people? That's, uh. In the years that have followed, thousands of innocent people in Pakistan may have been mislabeled as terrorists by that scientifically unsound algorithm. So basically, if they're on the phone going, oh, yeah, them fucking extremists are wankers, it's all, all it's done is pick up on the word extremist. Mm. Oh, there we go. There's the location. Drone strike back. Yeah, well, it's metadata, isn't it? So that, you know, they'll know where certain, like, political groups... Yeah. And if he's going there, like, every day... Yeah, mobile so, I mean, And then his, his yeah. internet... Well, the, the best tracking device in the world is your mobile phone. Oh, fuck yeah. And they've given us all one. Yeah. What's that set to say, mm. eh? I did like that. Um, it wasn't mine. I I shared somebody else's. But I shared that meme the other day that, that said something along the lines of, "On reflection, um, giving over, giving up all my personal data to Facebook in exchange for seeing what my high school friends had for dinner may have been a mistake." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But do take some comfort in the fact that you know this stuff that's in the news as we record with that company Cambridge Analytica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The better data they're taking comes from you, 
clicking on those fucking stupid quiz things. Oh. Those third party, mm. which which Muppet are you? Yeah. Uh, which oh. Fast and the Furious car God, would you likely drive? So any fool, if you're someone who's clicked on those fucking things, and you, and I think I've only ever clicked on one, which is which Transformer are you? Hey, did I know you were going to say that? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to lie to you, I chose my... Res- Answers based on who I knew it was going to come. That's out the problem. You can do that. Yeah, that yeah. is the problem. I wanted. I, to, I wanted it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wanted it to tell me I was Optimus yeah. Prime, so I chose the most Optimus Prime of all the options, and it was a piece of piss for it to tell me that I am Optimus Prime. Um, so yeah, uh, this is horrific. This is scary. Um, and the fact that they've called it Skynet. Yeah, that's yeah. that's trolling on a massive level. I, I'm not happy with the name. Uh, but this thing, that's an interesting, that's a whole episode in itself, what we give up, because I'm not going to lie to you, having this little miniature computer in my pocket is pretty awesome, mm-hmm. it does it's a lot great. of awesome yeah. things for me. It's got a trade-off. Yeah, all the information I ever wanted is right there mm-hmm. at my fingertips, I can make amazing professional quality, uh, the camera on this, I've had a recent upgrade, I'm not showing off everyone, you, you can all get one, uh, and it's <laughs> the greatest camera I've ever had, like... And it's amazing, and like so, yeah. There is a lot, of, but like you said, Mike, the fucking trade-off, which we don't like to think about, is in its most um, innocuous end. It's using it to sell things to. Me. Yeah. It's yeah. using it to you direct advertise. Of, but it's as annoying as fuck that is adverts. Mm. We're kind of a little bit used to it now. Yeah. Yeah. And you can kind of put up with that, can't you? But there's this more sinister start side of it, is then um, tracking me. Um, my movements, my whereabouts, yeah. hearing my conversations, because yeah. um, I'm giving up a level of my own. And did you know and... the terms and conditions of Facebook mm. is longer than War and Peace? Wow! wow. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? It's probably about as fucking yeah. exciting. So as who well. has actually ever read the terms and conditions? Who reads them no. anyway? No, I don't. I never. You're not going to read a fucking terms and conditions that's bigger than War and Peace? No. But if you do do anything wrong, they, yeah. they, they, they got you. They got you. Because they know it off by heart. Yeah. But it flags up in an algorithm. Yeah. But unless you're willing to study it for what weeks, I imagine, you're not going to know the inside information in that contract that you're, that you're, no, you're agreeing not. to. No, you're not. And the, on top of that, they'll use fucking legalese. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just to make it even more confusing to put you off. And thing is, I mean, see, you did read it. You have to sit there with a fucking uh, what they call them magnifying glass because it's all fucking tiny yeah. print even on your computer. Mm-hmm. So unless you're going to willing to fuck about with your settings, but your war and peace is longer than war and peace. <laughs> and before you use Facebook, you take six months to read War and Peace, <laughs> donating most moments of your spare time after work, leaving your computer on twenty four seven, so you. Oh, I can grab a few more lines here, here and there. Mm. And then decided, you know what? I don't agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Get to the end clause, like, yep, yep. Oh, no, I don't fucking agree with that. Oh, Oh. no! (laughs) Just wasted six months of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what you would fucking do. It's Um, such a joke, man. It's uh, such a joke. It's a. Uh, Did you see that South Park episode where, like, if you didn't read the know. iTunes terms and conditions, they had auto authority to turn you into a human centipede? That's what I mean. <laughs> That's what I mean. You don't know what the fuck you're saying. Like, oh, to. sorry, Article Twenty Seven of our terms yeah. and conditions says that we can do this, yeah. and they're like, no, we didn't mean it. But no, you, you clicked. You, I agree. You clicked, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's. Oh, I don't know how much to to say. I can do this um, without getting into trouble. Uh, somebody I know who may or may not. Um, 
partake in illegal activities to do with the sale of um, an illicit herb. Yeah. Has been arrested recently and, uh, and his phone taken from him. And they're now just mining it for every bit of, well, he imagines, I imagine as well, you know, it, that phone now can tell them everywhere he's fucking been because it uses yeah. um, the pings on the uh, on the tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everywhere he's fucking been, track his movement, every conversation he's had. Um, yeah, it's it's quite scary when you look at mm. it in them terms. But like they say, if you've got nothing to hide, what are you worried about? I'm not planning on getting arrested, um, you know. No, but people so, behave but very differently. Is, people yeah. behave very differently when they know they've been watched. Mm. That's the difference. If you're free to think and do what you want, you're going to act differently than if you know someone's watching you. I, I'm not a number. I'm a free man. <laughs> Cure joint <Uh-oh>. bubble. <laughs> That's a great link, isn't it? Do you think? Yeah. yeah. And freedom. Yeah, and not a number, Liberty. which, let's face it, V was, that's why it's called V, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, come on, Man Ben. from room five. Two, three, four. I've been searching for freedom. <laughs> <laughs> he was parachuted in for that fucking concert, aren't he? Literally, they're smashing the wall down, and all of a sudden, out the inky blackness of the night, comes a big German parachute with David Hasselhoff hanging underneath it, and he touches down, He's got amp strapped to his back and he just breaks into that. Yeah. That's how it should have happened. <laughs> Do it. So can I just call a, a quick uh, urination break? Yeah, absolutely. Let's tackle the meat and taters of V4 Vendetta. All right, we're back. So let's go to um, V4 Vendetta. It only took us an hour to get there. Yeah. Well, come on, you're used to us by now, dear listener. Um, released in 2005... Written by the Rakowski brothers of Matrix fame, more than anything. Yeah. And Speed Racer, which yeah. I've never seen. Um, directed by James McTeague, never heard of McTeague, sorry. Never really heard of anything he's done. Um, based on the comics by Alan Moore and David Lloyd, starring Hugo Weaving as V, Natalie Portman as Evie, Stephen Rea as Detective Finch. Is that how I say it? Stephen Rea? Stephen Fry as Dietrich. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, just, it's like Mike's, I just like Mike's <laughs> Usually he pulls you up on pronunciation, so. Well, I do want to know, but I don't know. Uh, Rhea, Rhea, it could be anything. Uh, John Hurt as Adam Sutler, and I'm pretty sure it's um, John Pertwee as um, Creedy. Not John Pertwee, he's been dead for years. Isn't that the fucking. Where's Robert 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 Robert? Oh, shit, yeah. Who is it then? Can't look at the IMDb and sat in front of me, sorry. <laughs> I read the wrong oh, name. Come on, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> he just pulls his head off. <laughs> Puts his fascist head on. <laughs> uh, for any American listeners, just Google Wurzel Gummidge and all will be revealed. Tim Pickett Smith, I was thinking. I don't know if I've got John Pertwee from. He's Tim, greedy. Tim Pickett Smith. Yeah, it's actually um, um, Roger Alam is Louis Prothero, who I we'll focus on slightly in a bit because he's the voice of London the newsreader the, new, the, the got, barrage of the film oh god I wanted to punch him in the fucking face uh, England will prevail yes um, so the film starts with um, Evie Hammond Natalie Portman she's done herself up it she's going out and watching well actually the film technically opens I should say with a little Guy Fawkes thing and the uh Remember, remember the 5th of November. Mm-hmm. Gunpowder, yes. treason and plot. 
I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgotten. And that's for any Fawkes. international listeners that don't know who Guy Fawkes was and what the plot was. He tried to blow up Parliament to promote Catholicism in England, effectively. And kill the King and Parliament and then have a Catholic revolution. Oh. But he didn't, he failed though, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, they found him. I don't know the details of that. I've never he wrote a letter it. to one of his mates who was an MP and said, mm. don't be in Parliament oh. on this day. Yeah, you don't let sentimentality get in the way of that. So he was a good, he only wanted to murder bad people, you see. And the friend. king. Ah, you know. Hey, I watched yeah. Black Panther last night. Murdering kings is all, you know. It's all the rage. Do. That's how you get It's them. all the rage. That's how you get power. Yes, yeah, so um, then we cut to Evie Hammond, Natalie Portman, donning herself up to go out. The um, And in the background, the voice of London, Lewis Prothero, who's Roger Alam. Now, he reminds me of Farage, we touched on that. I really wanted to punch this fucker in the face. <laughs> You're supposed to. I know, I know. Unless you're a fascist. He was a good actor as well, whoever you plays are? it. Well, yeah. Unless then you agree with yeah. him? <laughs> <laughs> whoever was playing that guy was. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, yeah he was uh, good. Roger Allen. Okay. And um, it's a bit of background here because it seems that America's having a civil war, mm-hmm. which you're a big fan of, Mike. I'm not a big fan of. <laughs> I, I just think there's, there's going to be is something going to happen there. I don't need your civil war. <laughs> That was my yeah. Guns and Roses impression. It's not bad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, it turns out that America, he says the war America started, the mm. plague they unleashed, and it turns out America has sent a load of um, food over in, in the hope that we'll give them some medical supplies. Right. Um, and he calls America, the, the USA, the altered sphincter of, <laughs> oh, God, what is it? Anal, I don't know, I can't remember what it is now. I forgot, I was never remember that. Doesn't matter. Anyway, he makes Anyway, no one escapes judgment. Mm. No one escapes their past. Who judges the judges? Who watches the watchman? Who wants the wankers? (laughs) 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 And I'm a God-fearing Englishman and I'm goddamn proud of it. I love the contradiction in that fucking thing. You're not supposed to use the phrase goddamn if you... No. Lord in vain. Strength through unity, unity through faith. That's where we're at. England is a effectively right-wing religious state at this point. Does it specify what year it's setting in the movie? I don't think it does. No, because it's not in the the comic book was written in around eighty-seven and was set in ninety-seven. So it's it's a, a near future. This isn't yeah. a distant technological. No, well, it pretty much everything's the same apart from it's like mm. it's probably Brexit, Brexit Britain twenty twenty-five. Yeah. To be yeah. fair. I'd imagine we could set it out now. Mm. And did you guys clock? It was fucking kept blagging matches. The movie was released in 2005. Yeah. Did you clock the phones? Yes, they were all. They were all tablet phones. Yeah. Touchscreen tablet oh, phones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They all looked like iPhones. Oh, and they went galaxies. out. Then. I don't think so. 2005? No, I was no. still. Oh, I don't know, man. You do my phone had had aerial, like, didn't it? Nah, 2005. No, we'd have been on iPhone 3Gs, something like that. I had an iPhone 3G know. back then. I don't know if it was that far away. It might well, be a bit of live journalism. I think about 10 years ago. Let me do I it. I don't know. I mean, remember, 2005, it's only 13 years ago. I mean. Oh, I supp- okay, maybe, yeah, the first iPhone. I'll just do a quick carry on and I'll, I'll find out. It's not that important. Right, no, so. Evie decides she's going to go out. She's going to meet uh, Dietrich, Gordon Dietrich, who we'll come to later. Oh, no, dude, sorry. We, we were on. We were still on Nokia 110s, uh, Motorola C139s. 
there were still buttons. Um, wow. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that, I suppose it wasn't that much of a leap. I just thought that was a pretty cool yeah. little... So some designer obviously sat there and was saying, well, what are phones, mobile devices going to look like in... Well, they may have contacted this. the phone ah, producers and they got them... Um, said, what is... Your advanced... Yeah, um, yeah. What, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Said, what's your future tech R&D? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just thought that was um, interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, that is good, actually, because I thought... We probably mm. had the touchscreen for a bit longer than that. There may have been a few primitive ones knocking about, maybe. Possibly. Um, the more high-end models. Mm. Um, anyway, yeah, so Evie's out on the street. She's late, and she knows she's late. She's past curfew. She's past curfew, and she's accosted by three... The comic book refers to them as finger men. Yeah. And she does in the film, but it's not yeah. really explained what it is in the film. But they are the guys. They're the secret police. They're do out on you, the street. Do you know the reason why they were called the finger men? It's something to do with... Uh, everything in the government in this story relates to a part of the body. Mm. There's um, the eyes, the voice of the London, voice is the head is that that is news network, and the finger men were the hands that went yeah. out and did the did the, the deeds, dirty work. the dirty work. So exactly. there's some pretty, but to be honest, so you you'd like to assume that finger men are like government employees, uh, but the three that turn up in this scene. Like the three rapiest, druggiest, oh, fucking yeah. weirdo looking, they're not nice, are they? The and one rapey guy who does look, he's mm. like, oh, I've, I've got a bad case of the blues, and he's like, mm. he makes a, a touch here. Yeah. And you're like, wow, how the fuck did you pass selection for that job? And then you think, well, it doesn't matter because. And they, they make they're, it. They're just there to do creepy work anyway, yes. aren't they? I mean, they're, they're untouchable, mm -hmm. effectively. They make it very clear to the character Evie that they're not going to arrest her or they're going to rape her. They're yeah. making it yeah. very blatant that she's about to be horrifically fucking gang raped. So. <laughs> and then, um. V. V! A chap in a Foxian mask shows up, which we point out that V is. All them anonymous folks you see wearing the mask. This is where they got it from. Yeah. It comes from the comic book and this movie. Um, and he looks, let's take a moment to say, as superheroes go, he looks fucking fantastic, doesn't he? Like a bit of a dandy, you know? That's, uh, why, he's, that's why he's on my there arm. There you go. He's got the um, the hat and he's just, the cape, he's just looking, looking pretty smooth. fucking he is. cool. Yeah. He's looking like, like a, a badass Guy Fawkes. And then starts yeah, talking... Um, he very, does do a, they say, well, you know, well, well, let's face it. I mean, guys, you're gonna you're gonna attempt to read the um, attempt it. Yeah, it's a very after he kicks the shit out of the fingermen rather stylishly. Yeah. Yes. Um, spare the rod. Hey. And then smacks him across the face with his truncheon. Yes. He approaches Evie and she asks, "Like, who are you?" And, and he says, "Well, that's a silly question to be asking a man in a mask." Yeah. And, and then he launches into this fantastic speech. Speech. I think you're you're given an insight straight away in the very early scenes, that this isn't your average um, superhero movie or superhero. Absolutely. Because, um, it's kind of Shakespearean, in a way. So mm. I'm going to try this. I haven't done this, so I'm doing this for the first time live, so forgive me, because this is a fucking tongue twister. Oh, yeah. And, Hats and off to the... To to Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Um, so, he says, Voila, in view. A humble vaudevillian veteran, cast vicariously as both victim and villain by the vicissitudes of fate. This visage, or visage, no mere veneer of vanity, is a vestige of the vox populi, now vacant, vanished. However, this valorous visitation of a bygone vexation stands vivified and has vowed to vanquish these venal and virilliant vermin, vanguarding vice and 
vouchsafing. Vouchsafing. Vouchsafing, violently vicious and voracious violation. Ah, oh, my phone. Violation of volition. Carves. He then carves a V into the poster on the wall, and continues. The only verdict is vengeance, a vendetta, held as a votive, not in vain, for the value and veracity of such shall one day vindicate the vigilant and the virtuous. Verily, this vitios of verbiage veers most verbose, so let me simply add that it's my very good honour to meet you, and you may call me V. Well done, guys. Wow. Yeah, fair play. What an introductory yeah. speech. It's a bit better than um, Tim Burton's Batman. Tell all your friends about me. Give <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, know. you Mark. Michael Keaton is Batman, my friend. He's one of my favourite. No, he probably is my favourite Batman. Yeah, but. easily. But uh, yeah, so you, you let know quite um, early on. This is no normal script, no normal superhero. Um, you're intrigued, aren't you? At yeah. this point, he's got me. I'm like, he's, oh, he's hello. A, he's Guy Fawkes, a yeah. badass Guy Fawkes. Yeah. He's speaking like that, which is like Shakespearean. It's a bit, yeah. And because uh, Evie then says to him, are you like a crazy person? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, well, I'm quite sure they will say so. Mm. You know, regardless of to whom, may I ask, am I speaking? I'm Evie. Evie. Yes. Ah, it's all... Of course you, you are. Know. And then... Uh, She's taken with him, isn't she? Because uh, she's kind of fucked now, isn't she? Because yeah. She's the Finger Men are going to be, they're going to be after her for the fact that they. I don't think he kills them. Does he kill them? No, he just beats, beats them up the pretty badly. Yeah. Them, yeah. Do they know who she is at this point? Um, they would no. have. Well, they do um, capture on CCTV later on because he takes her to a rooftop, and he says, "I'm." A, well, he just stops saying, "I'm. I'm a, I'm a musician of sorts," mm. and. Uh, I, I I usually um, call upon the I'm calling on the whole orchestra tonight. Yes. And he takes it to a rooftop and they overlook the old Bailey. Because this happens literally after he finds her in the alleyway, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. The very next scene. And she's just saying, "Do you so, want to come with me?" And he says, yeah. he's, "I promise you, you'll get home." Yeah. Quite safely. Because like, she hasn't got many options now, is she? She's already. No, she he saved seen, her, saved her from yeah. horrific, brutal gang rape. So she can try and get home, but she's also going to be thinking, "Well, the finger men are going to be after me now, and I've seen what they're like. Um, I'll go with this dude. He seems pretty good with a knife, yeah. <laughs> and very good at alliteration. Yes, <laughs> he can save me from rape. Yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So up they go to the rooftop, and he asks her what the day is, and she says, "Well, it's the fourth of November." And then you hear. Uh, the, uh, the bells of um, Big Ben, mm. which is the bell, not the clock tower. The clock tower is the Elizabeth clock tower nowadays. Ooh. Right. <laughs> did you, I'm did, impressed. Did you see the um, fake news article that was posted? It was posted by a, a left-wing sort of fake news paper kind of mm. thing. And it was uh, they were saying that it was going to be renamed Massive Mohammed. <laughs> and all these... Britain first guys were going nuts over it. Like, if you're dumb enough to believe that, you fucking idiots, and you're dumb enough to believe anything, oh, it's fantastic. Well, they believe that, you know, we're, we're experiencing the Islamification of this country. Well, they call it, we are. <laughs> well, they believe that. Yeah, but it's, it's real. Ben, it's Is it? real. Yeah. It? You know, they've taken Easter off the Easter eggs, which ah. they haven't. Oh, that went in the reggae box last week. We're no longer to speak of it, remember? Oh, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> Well, the other week, sorry, not last week. I saw stuff online that's oh. of Cabri's reply and saying, we haven't. It's um, never been on there. Yeah, it's um, never... And I've got a... a I saved a, a meme, mm. or a photo uh, on my phone in response to this, and he was like, 
here's some pictures of Easter eggs from the, the 70s and 80s. Mm, exactly the same. None mm. of them say Easter, and it's like, yeah. it's just a chocolate fucking egg. Who's yeah. keeping their Easter eggs from the 70s Who's and 80s? pictures <laughs> taken from various... Ah, yeah. You can find, um, obviously, you find advertising mm. pictures online and stuff like that if you chose to, yeah. to look. It's ridiculous. Oh, but, and how many of those fuckers who's oh, our Christian values are being taken away? Mm. How many of them went to church today? I bet you fucking none of them did. Well, exactly. But we did touch on this, um, as we were talking about smartphones earlier, that Facebook creates an echo chamber. Of course. So those people are only seeing those opinions. Mm -hmm. They're only seeing those kinds of articles. Your, your way of life is of under course. threat because of the Muslims. Oh. Muslims, then Muslimic Reagans. Yeah, <laughs> Muslimic. Do you know what I saw today? Actually, was shared by someone. It was um, foreign. Foreign was the word used. Ooh. Visitors should not give, be given free treatment on our underfunded NHS. Oh. And you're yeah, like, just let them die in the street. Yeah, so, so if you're visiting on holday yeah. and you get knocked over by a car, mm. it's not your fault. You so, know? Yeah, but we're British, then we expect then, to be looked then, after. Then what you should do is stick your fucking chip and pin, in, stick your card in the chip and pin machine next to your bed for convenience and fucking yeah. oh, bollocks. You can't fucking just leave people no. to die because they can't pay. Not here. Not, not in, in my name. Not in this country, no. you cunts. Um, yeah, so... Those people are stupid, but it, again, it's not their fault. They're being whipped up by yeah. um, algorithms that are beyond Yeah, Bush and bots, man. <laughs> the bots have won. <laughs> we just give in to the bots. So back yeah. to V. Back to V. So they're overlooking the Old Bailey. The inscription on the Old Bailey reads... Oh, should we just... Sorry, Ben, to interrupt again. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Should we just explain what the Old Bailey is to... Uh, Good point. The Old Bailey fun. is our oldest court of justice in this country. It's the high. Is it one of the highest courts? Civilian courts? They don't really Could use be. Royal... It's certainly... It's important. It's the premier <laughs> courthouse of central London. Yeah. And the inscription on it reads, Defend the children of the poor, punish the wrongdoer. Right. And it's got that statue on top the of the blindfolded woman lady of justice, scales, who you yeah. might recognise from Metallica's "And Justice for All" album. Ah, Does that say defend go. the poor? Does that say defend defend the children of the poor and punish the wrongdoer? Is that why now the government have taken away legal assistance for people that can't afford it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's and, defending the poor. And isn't? Kids are going to starve. Yeah, yeah. But it's about the middle class kids, mate. Not yeah, the poor. It's about your public school boys. Yeah, fuck them. So um, this is pretty cool. At, at this point, you might not really understand what the fuck's going on. What's V on about? And, yeah, yeah. He, he's saying, I'm, I'm a musician and I'm going to call mm. on the whole orchestra tonight. Yeah, and to, to, you must have seen a film if you're, if you're listening, but, but there's the... So every street has got a loudspeaker yeah. attached. Yeah, a government curfew yeah. is in effect. So PA system. V has somehow um, hacked this system, hasn't yeah. he? And, um, the 1812 Overture. Yes. Starts to play, mm -hmm. which is actually the um, victory. The Tchai is it Tchaikovsky wrote the eighteen twelve overture. Possibly, I think it was. I think it was, <laughs> and he wrote it in to celebrate the defeat of Napoleon. Right, but it's so, very um, celebratory, isn't it? And it's a mm. uh, very bombastic piece. Yes, and then the entire fucking Old Bailey just blows up mm. in a fantastic. Explosion and some nice fireworks. Yeah. Lots of fireworks. Guy Fawkes. Guy Fawkes and a big V going yeah. up in the Yay. sky. A lot of V's in this film. I don't know if you all know <laughs> just at yeah. some point. I did. There is a there theme. I did. There's definite theme of V in this mm, film. There is some V's. Yeah. And uh, so we then cut to... It's like you're back to V for victory, do you think? Possibly, yeah. 
that was a big yeah, thing after a war, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you know what? I didn't look. Well, and during it, in all fairness, mm. Churchill was going around flashing the V sign. Yeah. At victory. Although he was doing it the other way around, he was giving the, the V for. Uh, well, it's not go forth and it's go forth and multiply. It's fuck you. Right. Fuck off. <laughs> yes. Um, we then cut to Chancellor Sutler, who is the the main. He's the ruler of the mm. country in this scenario. He's, Prime Minister's gone. You know, a high chancellor. Yeah. Did you notice Sutler's a not so subtle? Uh, play on Hitler because mm. uh, in the book I can't remember now but it's not called Sutler well, it's, it's called the Chancellor yeah, well yeah the High Chancellor we don't have that here do we have, we no. have the Chancellor well, they, yeah. they explain in the movie how that position was created in the um, when V explains to the police officer how he got to they created that position for yeah. the High Chancellor mm. how the, the Norse mm. Fire Party got mm. into power yeah so imagine so, you're Evie yeah. at this point what a fucking night you've had oh yeah you were trying yeah. to go on a bit of a dodgy illegal date anyway you nearly get gang raped yeah Guy Fawkes shows up <laughs> badass Guy Fawkes stabs some cunts yeah. right? no he doesn't kill them does he oh, just okay. beats, beats them up quite badly viciously maims some <laughs> some potential rapers uh, then launches into um, some of a Shakespearean diatribe yes um, he starts you know quoting his own um, sonnet uh, he then takes you to a rooftop, somehow starts playing music through the government fucking speaker system, and you must at that point be thinking, fucking hell, this guy's connected. Yeah. <laughs> then the old fucking Bailey blows up. <laughs> yeah. And fireworks, crack it off. His name's V, there's fireworks and a V. It's not just coincidence, is it? He's obviously done it. Because there are, you know, there are technicians whose job it is to create fireworks displays. You know, yeah. that's some firework programming going on there. Oh, absolutely. The big V at the end. Yeah. This guy is talented. Oh, he knows what he's doing. There's no yeah. doubt about that. He's yeah. a bit of a renaissance he's man. A, he's certainly a jack of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> and a bit of a culture vulture, which we'll get to later. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he, Sutler is addressing his inner circle, and now in the comic, they're all the, the fingers, the voice. Mm. They've all got... It's basically all the senses mm. of the human body, isn't yeah. it, effectively? And uh, he says to Creed... Creedy is the head of the secret police. He's quite an important character. We'll come into it more later on. He's basically bollocking him. He says, mm. I never want to hit... That. Add that news to the blacklist. And then the head of the um, the BTN, the, I assume is the British television network. Mm. So everything's British in this film, isn't it, if you notice? Everything, yeah. everything that... Um, is sold or as a corporation is mm. as a big beam from yeah, the British. Yeah. And that is one of we'll get into that later. I'll, I suppose we'll we'll do we'll go through the movie and at the end we'll talk because one that is one of Alan Moore's the writer of the original comic book, that's one of his major objections to the movie script. Yeah. Is that it's Oh, I'll save that for later. I'll save it for later. But um it, he's not happy with it still being set in Britain, basically, but being about American Politics, I see what you mean, essentially. yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and I'll explain. He's got a pretty detailed quote why, which we'll save. But so, yeah, it's, it is the British yeah. television network. So they construct fake news. And say, oh, they call it an emergency demolition. Mm. And the music was added by the, 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 really, the, the demolition crew. Yeah. Trying to, bit of a, give the old girl a good send-off. Really uh, an emergency that. demolition at three in the morning. Just yeah, gone yeah. midnight. That's what, that's what you do, isn't it? You have an emergency yeah, demolition at midnight. That's I what you do. You spin bad news. Exactly. Yeah. I, bad news I thought it? of you yeah. during that bit, Mike. Mm. Because I was oh, Mike's going to like that. Because they literally were just talking about, how do we spin this? Yeah. 
So it's happened, we're going to report, obviously we're not going to report what's happened. Of course. Fuck that. <laughs> um, so how do we spin the old Bailey yeah, blowing yeah. up? Uh, yes, every day in our newspapers. Yeah, and that's the reality of how yeah. they fucking do it. And yeah. it. I just I found that quite amusing, terrifying. Oh, yeah. Actually, technically, the guy in charge of the BTN mm. does say it's our job to report the news, not fabricate it. That's the government's job. Yeah, as a direct quote <laughs> from quote. from the film. Yeah, that sums it up. Yeah. Mm. Um, so there you go. And, and, and I, I mean, the media is meant to be the media is meant to be a check on power. It is. It's, meant it's to be not meant to not. collude with power. How does people? How yes. does Saint Ike describe the process? The news are simply the repeaters. They go yeah. over to the people yeah. in power, ask them what the story is, then turn round to us yeah. and repeat what they've been told with authority. Uh, the clues in the name: reporter, repeater. Yeah, there you yeah. go. So, and reporter, you're reporting on what you've been told, yeah, aren't you? There you go. Then intro Stephen Fry playing Dietrich hey. and Evie. So he says, "Oh, you were meant to come round last night and you didn't." He says, oh, "I got accosted by by fingerman and I went mm. home." To, she works at the BTN. As she's a bit of a low-level gopher, isn't she? Yeah. Um, fetch her, carry her, hopefully yeah. get a big break one day if she mm. sucks up enough kind of thing. Big break? That's <laughs> 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 not reference. <laughs> I do Jim Davidson's big... Uh, you know what? Not a bad Saturday Night Primetime TV show, big break. Made Snooker vaguely interested. Fucking big break. Hey, made Snooker vaguely interested. Oh, God, I love this. We're reviewing... <laughs> Chowski Brothers film, Beep. Beep of Vendetta and fucking... And Mike pops in with the, the big break thing. I can't remember the whole of it. What was it called? John Parrott or John, something? John Virgo was the snooker That's player, it. wasn't he? And then yeah, Jim Davis with his that. funky vest. He used to have funky waistcoats on. <laughs> <laughs> big break. <laughs> <laughs> 70% of our audience who are based in America. I no <laughs> like, idea. What the fuck? Yeah. Will these guys just stick to the movie? Sorry. Sorry. That's my fault. <laughs> no. I love, it. I, love I, it. Love it. I love the references that come up on this show. Well, that's when I used to like snooker. Yeah. You know, I have a vague memory of watching snooker in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> they used to have to describe it. Yeah, they used to describe yeah. everything. That's a nightmare. It was. He, he was just hit a green ball. If you watched the game from the start, it wasn't too much of an issue because yeah. you kind of had a mental image of where the balls were. Mm. But you know the big clump of balls at the end of the table was obviously the Reds. Yeah, but that but sounds like effort and it work. It does. You that was it. Do that. No one knows. I use my eyes. It's Dude, fine. I don't think about it. Mathematical equations to keep track of the balls. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> colour. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so Evie got to the mm. BTN Tower, which is the old telecom tower in London, the old British telecom tower, yeah. built by Tony Benn. Oh, we'll give him the green yeah. light with Tony Benn. Old Tony Benn. Fuck, I knew he was a bit of a good bloke, but he built the fucking tower. Well, he didn't know it at all. But, um, he, um, he, was the, he was one of the guys who gave it the public funding right. to do. As amongst good. other things, didn't he? He gave quite a lot the green light. Concord in particular mm. as well, he gave the... Uh, he did, yeah. Even though he was struggling. Unfortunately, he gave the green light to nuclear power plants. Oh. He thought at the time, it's better to use yeah, a nuclear, nuclear, power. nuclear power for something neutral like creating energy there are than weapons so that was his yeah i could that see. was his thinking but then he then he came to believe that it was a, the wrong thing to do i'm not educated enough on it i know when it goes wrong it's bad like what happened at fukushima well, see, that yeah. was like an exceptional but circumstance I was say, well, yeah, I mean, chernobyl you've got that was an as well. no that was nothing Oh, wasn't it? No, that was literally everyone got the radiation they get from standing next to their microwave. Do you know the radiation from Chernobyl is still in the atmosphere? It'll never go anywhere. Apparently. Yeah, it's that's still it. there. I watched the documentary on that recently mm. when they've had to build a new concrete dome over the old one, but yeah. because no one could Ooh. go near it, they had to like 
robot it in. Yeah, but I don't mean in the actual area. I mean the stuff that was blasted up, and from every nuclear explosion ever, the stuff that was blasted up into the atmosphere will never go anywhere. Oh, yeah. It will always well, be... It's got a half-life of um, millions of years, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I, think, I don't think anyone can go back into that, um, oh, well, God, what's the bloody village next to it? Do they have massive the walls, or is that no, that's a just bullshit? Yeah, theory, that's um, okay. yeah. They don't have nuclear-powered walls. No, 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 no. Just defect births and. <laughs> oh well, it's uh, yeah. It's thirty thousand years to get back into the city next to it, and then mm. um, with spare with all for the poor bastards that had to go in there and clear that uh, as it was all going tits oh. up. They could only do fifteen minutes at a time, it's and they insane, had man. shit gear on. Literally just rubber aprons and a mask and some goggles and rubber gloves. Well, there's no fucking need for it. I mean, and they were just shoveling this stuff on top for 15 minutes for the, yeah. they had to then rush back in, go mm. and get completely decontaminated. Well, most of them didn't survive long yeah, after because yeah. they had shit gear. And then the next lot went in for 15 minutes. But they need to rotate that. But as long yeah, as nothing goes different. wrong, isn't it cleaner? than burning coal. Yeah. It is until right. you get to the waste. That's the, the problem. Oh, it's that's got a half-life of millions of years. Yeah. And what yeah. do we do with nuclear we waste? We put it underground. Dip it in the sea. Oh, underground. We have we dumped it some in the sea before now. Yeah. yeah. Covered in concrete yeah. and dumped in the sea. Or, yeah. okay. or we put it into our ammunition and fire it at Iraq. Ah. There you go. That's yeah. not funny. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not laughing. No, it's, it's not funny. I've held that shit close to my genitals. When you see the Cyclops kids. Yeah. That sounds like a hell of a scar band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The Cyclops but kids. <laughs> <laughs> the scar band, that'd be fucking brilliant. <laughs> oh, I'm on I holiday in Chernobyl. Holiday in Chernobyl. Love. And now I've got a bright green novel. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. If we've got enough, if we put enough solar panels... In the mm. Sahara Desert, yeah. And you just that could share power the world. Yeah. yeah. Of course it would. But um, we all know they have no interest in free no. energy. Come on, I've seen Spider-Man 2. <laughs> free, sustainable energy for all is not... Uh, well, I think we're linked to the petrodollar now, so... That's what happened to Tesla. Tesla had Wi-Fi electric, basically. Yeah. And it working, he demonstrated it could work. They could just build these towers that would power cities wirelessly free energy and, he, and very, he ended up mental and penniless in a fucking hotel didn't so. he bury light bulbs like so many thousand feet out and they all like lit up and I that could be his future episode Tesla mm. definitely future episode he predicted Wi-Fi as well he did yeah yeah Ooh. I read yeah. the quote literally talking about wireless communication everything will be wireless we'll just broadcast it all because he was on another fucking level he was the like a what's his name that we've got to modern day Musk Elon yeah Elon, he was Elon Musk times 50 Oh, definitely. Definitely times 50. Tangent. Yeah. Oh, definitely. (laughs) So, um, we're good at them. The the AV takes delivery of a trolley full of boxes containing Guy Fawkes masks and costumes. The same as what V's. Yeah. Basically, V's costume. Yeah. And the, she has a bit of a chat with the security guard. He's watching some state sanctioned kids show by the looks of it. Oh, no, it's got Laser Lass. Storm Saxon and Laser Lass. Laser Lass, yeah. Which no, I actually Saxon. thought looked, I'd watch Laser Lass. I probably would be fair, yeah. yeah. Um, the TV screen screen's kind of cut out a little bit. V enters and he's wearing a bomb. Wow. So he makes his way through. He basically disarms the security guard. Sounds mm. Allah Akbar. He, <laughs> <laughs> I was literally trying to think of a Muslim joke in there. Well done, mate. You know, for years I thought it was Alan's snack bar. <laughs> 
Advertising balance. That added a slap bar sounds fucking fantastic. All that Muslim blogs just shout about it. The new explosive taste. Oh, you're so gonna have a fucking fat war on you after this. Or maybe me too. All of us probably, to be fair. Fuck you, I didn't say anything. By association, mate, you're in. You're laughing. We take the piss out of every religion. Yep, they all get the first year. It's free game on the internet, you know. And I don't think we've got any young people listening who get upset by this sort of thing. I think our listeners, are, I'm guessing, are around the same age as I doubt there's many radical Islamists. No! <laughs> I don't think we have many 19-year-old campus activists. Because <laughs> uh, we'd have fucking heard from them by now. Oh, yeah. We're oh. big with ISIS, we are. <laughs> no, Mike, never say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know that's, a, that's a fucking metadata thing yeah. you just flagged up straight there. They've took a lot from, from the world ISIS have. I think their biggest crime is one of my favourite Bob Dylan songs is called ISIS. It's a lovely song about a girl called ISIS. It's a fucking amazing song, look it up, but you'd feel mm. weird singing it now. Yeah. I'm married ISIS on the fifth day of I'm May. Sure I don't know the fact that Archer now can't have them all working yes. at ISIS anymore. I heard an amazing interview with the director who's had to tell his dad... Because they used to have, you know, um, merchandise with ISIS written on it, yeah. you know, caps and stuff. And his dear old dad loved his ISIS cap that he got from his son, from his son's TV show. And I having to explain to his elderly <laughs> father, they're like, you can't wear that down to the veterans club anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't he? Why he could be that? a veteran of ISIS. Why can't he go in there? I'm proud of you, sir. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, this is my son's. You can't take it. I'm not taking it off. My son created ISIS. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the last few episodes, it's been like... Mm. Different things that you've had the the, the, the no, Archer Noir last last season yeah. and the figure agency or the PIs before that Archer Vice and you mm. can't have ice anymore. It's mm. tragic. Yeah. You're taking that away from me. Do you remember it wasn't ISIS. All of a sudden it was Daesh. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember when that changed? And they went to ISIL. ISIL, yeah. There was. Yeah, and then they went to a bit of a Prince type thing where they were the organisation formerly known as ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> Many years ago, yeah, effectively, yeah, yeah, they were. They, they all, the ones that got beat out of Afghanistan just went south and. Mm. And originally they were the Mujahideen. Originally the Mujahideen, trained by our yeah. special forces. You can go, back, by yeah, our so you can go back to, to the mm. 80s where, where all this started. So it's like when a professional wrestler has set various different gimmicks through his career. He's yeah. still the same guy, but he's got different names. Yeah, time. pretty much, yeah, yeah. Wow. So if we explain everything to you, a professional wrestler... Yeah, oh yes, then I can understand it on those Fantastic. terms. Fantastic. Simply. And so if he come in wearing a bomb... <laughs> <laughs> Before we go into too much um, international politics, yeah. he's got a bomb on him! Hey! <laughs> and um, he dresses up the staff in the recording room, with the studio, in all the costumes, and he mm. specifically binds cable ties and gags, and, and he addresses the nation. So, um, yeah, so V is now put his um, DVD into the emergency broadcast system and he is addressing the nation through literally every single television in the country. Yeah. And there's a nice line, isn't there, where the guy's obviously talking to the Chancellor while the hack is happening. Yeah. And he's like, you told me you that this system goes on every single mm. TV in the country, every yeah. home, every, you know. So that's how V's managed. It, he is literally in he uses every... uses their weapon against them. Yeah, he's yeah. in everybody's living room. On every public screen, 
and he gives him the following speech. <coughs> now, why didn't Ashtar do that? Yeah, that's my point with that whole damn Brilliant. thing. Brilliant. Why, why didn't really do that? Eh? That's why a reference really do that? to the episode Southern Television Broadcast yes. Interruption. Look that one up. Uh, you're right, mm. though. Ashtar's got fuck why, all on. Why buddy. only Kent? That, yeah. was, that was always my point with that. Yeah. Right, so... <clears throat> Good evening, London. Allow me to first allow me first to apologise for this interruption. I do, like many of you, appreciate the comforts of everyday routine, the security of the familiar, the tranquility of repetition. I enjoy them as much as any bloke. But in the spirit of commemoration, whereby those important events of the past, usually associated with someone's death or the end of some awful bloody struggle, a celebration of a nice holiday. I thought we could mark this November the 5th, the day that is sadly no longer remembered by taking some time out of our daily lives to sit down and have a little chat. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. I suspect even now orders are being shouted in telephones and men with guns will soon be on their way. Why? Because while the truncheons may be in lieu, used of lieu of conversation, words will always retain their power. Words offer the meaning... And, for those who will listen, the enunciation of truth. And the truth is, there is something terribly wrong with this country, isn't there? Yeah. Cruelty <laughs> and injustice, intolerance and oppression. Yeah, and yeah, where, yeah. once you had the freedom to object, to think and to speak as you saw fit, you now have censors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and soliciting your submission. How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly, there are those more responsible than others, and they will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only to look into a mirror. I know why you did it. I know you're afraid. Who wouldn't be? War, terror, disease. There are a myriad of problems who conspire to corrupt your reason and rob you of your common sense. Fear you got the best of you, and in your panic you turn to the now High Chancellor Adam Sutler. He promised you order. He promised you peace, and all he demanded in return was your silent, silent, obedient consent. Last night I sought to end that silence. Last night I destroyed the old Bailey to remind this country of what it was, what it has forgotten. More than four hundred years ago, a great citizen wished to embed the fifth of November forever in our memory. His hope was to remind the world that fairness, justice and freedom are more than words, they are perspectives. So if you've seen nothing, if the crimes of this government remain unknown to you, then I would suggest you allow the 5th of November to pass unmarked. But if you see what I see, if you feel as I feel, and if you would seek as I seek, then I ask you to stand beside me one year from tonight, outside the gates of Parliament, and together... We shall give them a fifth of November that shall never ever be forgot. Well, I know for well, one thing, God. I'd be fucking there if that speech, <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, as, especially if it took over your TV as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, this dude and a guy folks mash has just turned up and basically said your country's shit. Mm. It's not quite your fault, but it sort of is, and you need to put it right. Yeah, I do like that element of this story. That um... now I don't know if I'm confusing the actual film and what I heard Alan Moore saying in an interview, uh, but. Whereas, yes, he does blame, he does let the people know that you do have some responsibility in this. You yeah. voted these people in, but then he also sympathises with, I know why you voted mm -hmm. them in. <coughs> yeah, fake you were news. manipulated into, into fearing 
and a feeling that you need them. That's that's what this film boils down to. Yeah. The choice between fear and love. Yeah. Which, to be honest, I think is. It's central to the theme. It's yeah. just so you can either just fucking accept people, or you can you can fear what you're being told about the Muslims, about the gays, whoever they're bashing this week. And it's my it, perspective. It's it, yeah. You know, either you everything you approach, you can approach two ways: fear or love. Yeah. Fear leads you down to this fucking does it nightmare. Lead to, does it lead to the dark side? Yeah. <laughs> fear uh, leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate, hate leads to suffering. Of course, yeah. Um, but you're right. The great, sorry Ben, but Mike, so? the great Bill Hicks. Yeah. Yeah, all right. He, I, he, I know he said some good stuff. I just don't find a stand-up particularly Fear and love. It comes down to a simple choice, yeah. Fear is bigger locks on your doors. He said, I'm paraphrasing massively, but you know, it's protection. It's, you know. Yeah, I've got a little quote here if you want. Go on up. Or someone called Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Mm-hmm. There are only two emotions, love and fear. All positive emotions come from love. All negative emotions come from fear. From love flows happiness, contentment, peace and joy. From fear comes anger, hate, anxiety and guilt. It's true that there are only two primary emotions, love and fear. But it's more accurate to say that there is only love or fear. For we cannot feel these two emotions together at exactly the same time. They're opposites. If we're in fear, we are not in a place of love. When we're in a place of love, we cannot be in a place of fear. Uh, Yeah, well... I'm, this shows the level of my philosophical thinking. But that made me think of um, of my dog. Of WrestleMania. No, no sorry. <laughs> that made me think of my dog, right? Your dog's an animal. Yeah. And it, uh, if you didn't know. <laughs> but it, your dog simply works yeah. on those two basic emotions, doesn't it? Your dog is either in a state of anger and fear. Where does like, its anger come from? Fear, defence, yeah. protection, either itself or you. Yeah. Unfamiliar situation. Or they're content and full of love and happiness. Now, they don't have the mental apparatus to sit and contemplate why they're happy or sad. And they're no, no, antidepressants. But because they live in the moment. Yeah, because they're yeah. fucking better than us. I think I've touched yeah. on this before. I fucking <laughs> get extremely jealous of dogs. I'm so jealous of my cat. Yeah. What yeah. a life he leads. I know. No worries. You know what I mean? He sleeps 18 hours a day. He's almost as much as me. <laughs> <laughs> almost. <laughs> I bought my dog Rodier the other week um, yeah. to... I'd pop up and, and, and see Mike for like half an hour. Mm. And uh, I brought the dog up, <laughs> and you compared him to a small horse. Mm. <laughs> and then put his. He had a saddle on? He's got a, ta- he had a gas- saddle. He's got a tactical harness on. It's oh, a God. saddle. <laughs> yeah, you're not out hunting asylum seekers, are you? No, <laughs> I'm not having his dog. With a Remington. Then that. If I'm riding. <laughs> If I'm sat on Max, Maximus... Bloody immigrants! Charge, Maximus! <laughs> he is called Maximus. And, no, he's a, he's a tactical... It's what the police use. But he's, he's a, a tactical a, dog! He's a big dog and he needs a harness that can... He's got right. fucking saddles on. It's, it's got a hand grip and Mike thinks that... But anyway... <laughs> he, I, I, I left him here and he just sat on the sofa and drooled <laughs> the shot for five minutes well, Did he, was he, he wasn't even anxious he just sat there on the sofa enjoying himself because Mike's a good dude yeah. Yeah. Hey, I gave him up. some cat treats mm-hmm. now the cat is only has about two or three in one go he had about 20 or 30 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's fair that Max is 11 months old and weighs over 8 stone but there you go <laughs> but they say that dogs and children are the best can be the best judges of character. They are, dogs are um, great judges of character. Well, they're very honest with their response. 
the people. But yeah, back to I totally agree with that. I've never heard it put quite simply like that. Yeah. That there is basically yeah two and, and two, got, two root emotions. I've got a quotation from the uh, the Prince by Machiavelli. Oh go on. Oh then. yes. So this gives rise to an argument whether it is better to be loved than feared or the opposite. The answer is that one would like to be both but since it is difficult to combine the two it is much safer to be feared than loved if one of the two has to make way for generally speaking one can say the following about men they are ungrateful inconsistent feigners and dissimulators yeah. avoiders of danger eager for gain and whilst it profits them they are all yours they will offer you their blood their poverty their life and their offspring when you need uh, when your need for them is remote but when your needs are pressing, they turn away. The prince who depends entirely on their, word, on their words perishes when he finds he has not taken any other precautions. This is because friendships purchased with money and not by greatness and nobility of spirit are paid for, but not collected. And when you need them, they cannot be used. Men are less worried about harming somebody who makes himself loved than someone who makes himself feared. For love is held by a chain of obligation which, since men are bad, is broken at every opportunity for personal gain. Fear, on the other hand, is maintained by a dread of punishment which will never desert you. And I'm taking it then um, that the Prince Niccolo Machiavelli, that's where we get the term Machiavellian from, yeah, which yeah. is uh, underhand and sneaky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, It's all about gaining power and staying in power. I agree with that. I agree. With that. And this Absolutely. is perfect for this film. They use yeah. fear... And then well, V is saying, "Look, don't be fearful of mm. these people. Yeah. It's a lie. What you're being told is a lie." Yeah. Think for your fucking yeah. self. Yeah. The government yeah. should fear the people. The people shouldn't fear the government. Yeah. That's exactly the quote from the film. Is it? Well, it's a quote from the film. Mm -hmm. At some point, it's um, people shouldn't be afraid of their governments. Government should yeah. be afraid of their people because at the end of the day, we're, they should they should be there to do what we want. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, not all of us because some of us are fucking lunatics. But yes, but in the theory, majority, the majority, like ninety-seven percent of Americans want gun control. Ninety-seven percent, but it doesn't get passed yeah. because the government isn't owned by the people. It's owned by corporations and the wealthy. Actually, if we'd have had a reggae box this week. Um, the you know, did you see the, the I can't remember her name but the young girl who was nineteen year old girl she's in high school mm. and she, her friends were shot she did some interview and then a photo shoot of her ripping up uh, a, a um a gun target okay. poster yeah you know the target you put down the range yeah. and that was then photoshopped for her because because I think she's um possibly Latina or Hispanic as it is mm. her skin was darkened and her nose was made broader. And circles around her eyes to make her look more Arabic, mm -hmm. and she was ripping up the Bill of Rights. Oh, for fuck's sake. Or the, sorry, the Constitution. And people and that didn't was know it was a Photoshop. And of course, that uh, went out on Twitter, and it was retweeted. I'm surprised right, Trump you, didn't fucking right, retweet right, it. Now, if you're going to stoop to that level of photoshopping a 19 year old girl whose friends were gunned down around her, right? And she's calling for some, at least, not, not yeah. taking away guns, just some control on it. And if you're prepared to stoop to that level, what the fuck does that yeah, say well, about you? Do you know what the ex-senator um, Rick Santorum said? Right. He said, instead of focusing on trying to ban guns, mm. they should learn CPR to help their friends when they get well, shot. for fuck's sake. Which, of course, you wouldn't do if they were like chest wounds. You wouldn't perform CPR. Yeah, we all know it comes um, down to the NRA. and it, it, Look, back to, the, to try and link it back in. 
because that is all relevant, but I do like the fact that our hero V is not a gun wielding. No, he uh, uses knives. He's a bit more of a gent in that way. Of course, he's, he's, the, way, he's, isn't he? he's the quintessential mm. gentleman. Although the police are all armed in oh, this, yeah. in this. A more noble you would understand weapon. That. A more noble weapon for, for a more, more civilised time. A more elegant weapon. A more elegant, that's it. A more, more elegant weapon time. for a more civilised time. Yes. Um, so the police, V mm. jams the doors using yeah. some kind of, it's not really explained the film, but it kind of blows mm. some foam out of the lock and yeah. stops from getting in periodically. Now he's put that on and he's in there in his costume. Everyone mm. else is dressed as I him. love this, how he gets out yeah. of this. It's the so police... Great break down the door eventually yeah. he's used the dry ice machines to flood the room with smoke yeah. and um first guy that comes stumbling out of the thing so out did, of the did smoke, we make it clear that he's put he's put his yeah, mask and he's outfit put, on he's outfitted everybody in, in that in that room yeah so the first guy that stumbles out the smoke the coppers mm. have got tr itchy trigger fingers they're looking bang, for bang. something bang 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 mm. it's the security guard from the front desk yeah I'm sure he says don't shoot, doesn't he? He does he say is, don't yeah, shoot, but it's just the hair trigger. They're confused. They're confused, the smoke, the strobe mm -hmm. lighting going off. So that goes on, and in the end, the detective Finch, who's the, the central police character of this film, and part of the inner circle as well, actually makes this correct, absolutely correct decision. Everyone in a mask, down on your knees. Yeah. S simple as it. Everyone just yeah. get down, don't come to war, just, just, yeah. just sit down. I'm not, not me, spit guard then, sorry. It's all good. At that point... Everyone's sort of filtering out. Mm. V is one of the last two. He's yeah. obviously they're all gagged. Got yeah. born in their nose. Oh, he then it? pretends to be a hostage. <laughs> well, he pretends to be a hostage. Yeah. And saying that guy is him. Like, is him, that's him, him. That's him. <laughs> and then he isn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> and they sort of get the mask off, realise it's mm. just some dude with a rubber ball in his mouth, <laughs> and then they turn around and V just sort of stands up. And proceeds to go full on ninja yeah. with his knives, karate moving. It's pretty elegant, actually. It is very it's elegant. Lovely. It's lovely. It's, it's well, beautifully no, it's, it's, it's violent, but it's look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Visually, it's like it's like ballet. And that is the thing with this one. It's beautifully done. It is, it is mm. beautifully filmed, I think. And you can see the yeah. Bukowski brothers. You see that it's not as beautiful as the Matrix. No. But you can see what they were trying yeah. to get at with possible well, with a fraction of budget, I'd imagine. In all fairness. Yeah. Um, and there are, you know, it's good. It's it's, it's artistry. Well, a similar theme as the Matrix. Oh, very, oh yeah, exactly. And yeah. then we get because I was confused about the next bit as we get to V's making his way out. Is yeah. he a security guard or a police? He's a policeman. He's a policeman. Um, I think he's Finch's. Him. Oh, it's his mate, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And he pulls the gun on V. V's got his back to him. He's about sort of you'd say he's probably about twelve foot away or something. Yeah. A week. Yeah. And he says, "Well, he goes, oh, I'm surprised by by London's finest response." And he says, "Oh, we were." I go quite Johnny on the spot, which I love that expression. And um, he says, "Oh, um, oh, we were here before you got started, chummy. You know, bad luck." Mm. Evie, who then encounters this scenario, taps the police on the shoulder and mace, maces. He uses yeah. the mace spray. Well, we know face. she's got mace because she yeah. threatens right at the start. Yeah, she, she does. Of course, she, I should have mentioned that. She yeah. threatens the fingerman. So we know she carries a yeah. mace for personal protection. And I was thinking now. Do you think she maces the policeman out of a sense of she owes one to V? I think... Because she must be thinking at this she's point... Think, I don't think she wants to see fuck? him gunned down because yeah. she saw... He saved, he her, saved life. her life. She yeah. couldn't stand there and let it happen. But she knows he blows things up. But I suppose it will more will become clear. Evie has reasons to be anti-government. Yeah. Um, but at this point, I don't know if she is. But, yeah, I just thought... Well, I she's like a, that she chose to help him. Yeah, well, I think she's kind of that feeling that 
he saved me from those guys, so he's not bad. Yeah. What he's just done, and she must have heard mm. what he's isn't that bad. It, yeah. it is is like yeah, I agree with that. My pet. We'll get to do a pet by her parents. Well, she's been shaking a little bit out of her comfort zone. Yeah, she could. Yeah. Rape. I was going to. I was literally just about to say. Yeah. So the fingermen of government agency as well. So are the police. If you were threatened with gang rape by fingermen the night yeah. previously, and then this guy had to save you, then maybe yeah, you might be a yeah. bit more like well, they're all they're all fucking government employees. Fuck them. Maybe yeah. she was hoping that he kind of wouldn't recognise her. When mm. I speak, you know, he's got that literal split second to remember her face yeah. and she maces him in the eyes. Mm. She might have thought she could have got away with it. This is the first part of her journey. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. Leads, because she goes on her own personal journey of discovery. Of course, yeah. What, he, well, he smacks her across the yeah, face. Yeah, he knocks kind of her out. If he didn't knock her out, this whole her story could be completely differently. But mm. the fact is, after the macing... The officer manages to knock her unconscious. She hits the deck, and V. It's explained a bit later on by Finch, which yeah, watches the security he's camera footage. footage back, yeah. He's watching, thinking there. And he goes, yeah. Does he leave her? Mm. And then, but V does he take her, her with him and puts her to bed, and I don't know, washes her wounds. Which I, I assume mm. is quite a big move for him. Yeah, I mean he's a recluse for twenty yeah. years. It's like Batman taking someone back to the yeah. fucking Batcave. It's a big, you're right. Exactly. There. It's yeah. not a small. He didn't probably didn't take that decision lightly. His whole plan, mm -hmm. his masterminded, meticulous plan, which is a year long. Twenty, you know, so twenty years planned yeah. out. And right there, this could be the thing that fucks it, but. I guess this is showing he still has some humanity. Well, that's because love, he chooses love. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Very yep. nice. Uh, so, what's the next? Uh, I can't think of um, well, They literally cut to him. It comes to um, the policeman pulls his gun and he's maced and he mm. smacks Evie out, V picks her up. What it goes to then is that everything goes blank on all the TVs across London. And right. remember, there was a picture of Chancellor Sutler. In every single home in London, and mm. the old people's home, and the pub, and Dear anywhere, leader. and anywhere, exactly anywhere there's a TV, there's like, a picture of him like next to it. It'll be like Dan Gas's compound. Hey, <laughs> two pound fifty. I uh, did. I did read yeah. your, your manifesto. And you haven't killed yourself, so no. that's a good point. It's very interesting. <laughs> yes. It's very. Yes. Yeah. Killed himself yet. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's very nihilistic. Well, that's kind of the point. Yeah. Is that I, I'm asking for money in exchange for the worst advice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I may have rethought my plan yeah. to distribute I kind of it. think it's just a part one, is it? Oh, it definitely runs out of steam towards the end. No, 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 because there's mm. no sort of... You're saying everything's shit. Mm -hmm. There's no solution. The solution is... Give me the money. <laughs> <laughs> Come to my compound. No, 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 no. no. You're fundamental. I don't want to meet anybody. I but it's going to happen. I don't want to communicate. They'll want to meet you. My address is nowhere on the internet. It doesn't matter. They'll want to meet you. No. You're the guy that's giving them their new outlook on life. You're the guru. They're going to no, want no, to no. meet you. They are. I think I'm going to have to clarify. They're going to pilgrimage to you. This, exactly. This may be a, an order of knights set up to <laughs> escort them to... This may be a joke that has got a little bit out of <laughs> But it is a joke. It's an elaborate joke. And as long as we all remember that, I don't actually believe myself to I be of any kind of spiritual leader. We just enjoy taking the piss out of the idea. But you know. But we, I like it. And if you can get me, if it kicks no, off. What you, what, you, what you write is very, very real. It's very yeah, certain. it's exactly. 
What I want is if it does take off, I want some kind of position of power within it. Well, with my own harem. That's not too much well, to ask. I would advise mind. you then, Ben, <laughs> to stop ripping it. <laughs> no, because right? if it succeeds via my cynicism, no, it's, it's not worth gonna, it. It's going to succeed on its own <laughs> merits or lack thereof. And then, <laughs> <laughs> so my cynicism. <laughs> www.lulu.com <laughs> forward slash um, I've forgotten the link but anyway yeah. you'll find it I might uh, I have filmed an advert a couple of adverts and a sermon where um, you look very much like a cult leader you know, <laughs> with sunglasses and Hawaiian shirt well that shirt. was the joke you said I know I, yes, when I first sunglasses. mentioned it Ben said this is going to end up with him in sunglasses in a compound so I put on some sunglasses <laughs> and I made a video and I might link them through the page if, you know We'll see. Anyway, yeah, yeah. We, we, we're tangenting now. <laughs> but thanks for reading it, Mike. Yeah, that's uh, fine, that's fine. <laughs> Where's um, the fucking money? <laughs> <laughs> you get a Send me your fucking <laughs> money. <laughs> you turned a pump kettle off. <laughs> and to be fair, in that photo, with the, in that video with the song. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway, let's go back to the film. <laughs> v takes Evie to his home. He's underground, he's in some chambers, and it's called the Shadow Gallery, which is a fucking pretty metal name, let's yeah, face it. that's cool. Shadow Gallery! <laughs> um, it's fair to say that V is a bit of a culture vulture. Mm, Loves yeah. his artwork, of his music. Everything in there is taken from, from government uh, censorship depots, stuff the government's banned because it might provoke free, free <laughs> thought or anything like that. Um, all this, also from government censors. Um, now Evie, you know, starts to regret the decision to mace the policeman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, as Evie is making her breakfast and he does have his gloves off, and you see the fact that yeah. he has obviously been very badly burned at some point. Beauty is a rock in a cop's face. Hey, was, Ooh. That, was that Kid Cobain? No idea. Me, I don't know. I do not know. Can I give you a little insight? And it is related to the movie. I don't. I don't actually condone throwing <laughs> no, rocks in cops' well, faces. We kind of do, but no. <laughs> um, Depends on the revolution if comes. If they're crooked cops, maybe. Yeah. Crooked little, cops when the revolution comes, that's okay. A little insight into my, one, my, my home life. <laughs> when I we watched this yesterday... Again? The, the eggy bread, <laughs> the, the eggy in oh, the hole. Oh, egg, eggy in the basket. Now, I, I'm going to admit to you that I'd never eaten that before. And I saw it in the movie, and I was like, how does he... How'd you get the egg in the bread? That's amazing. And the owner's like, that's yeah. eggy in the in the I've bread. I've never had it. I've never had it. So I this morning, I oh, did you do this it? This morning, she made it, oh. and it was amazing. It's fried bread with fucking egg. Yeah, it looks lovely. <laughs> <up. laughs> it is. It's fantastic. Yeah. How many you never had it? No, oh, ma'am. If I wasn't completely stoned and I couldn't be arsed, I would have made it after film. I was, I'd... It's really simple. <laughs> you cut a hole in the bread. <laughs> oh wow! Crack an egg in the middle of it. Even I can manage that. Fry the fucker. And uh, V's did look good, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Very nice. I'm really sorry, boys, but I'm going to have to have a wee. All right, fair enough. <laughs> we can pause that. All right, and we're back. So um, so V basically informs Evie that she's got to stay in the Shadow Gallery for a year because mm. he can't risk her getting out. And he says, well, if you're picked yeah. up, you you know what the colour of the brick, you know what the colour of the stone is. That's enough for an educated man. Yeah. You know I'm underground. You know what the colour of the stone mm. is. That's enough. They'd know where I am. Um, we then cut to Finch and his assistant discussing Evie Hammond and her background. And it says that her parents were interred at Belmarsh, which is a prison in the UK. Still a prison, it's just a conventional prison, but we're assuming yeah. in this dystopian future it's a 
particular mm. political prison, maybe. It's a female prison, isn't it, Belmarsh? I don't know. I'm not sure. No, I don't know. But the, the mother dies in a hunger strike, mm. and the father died when the military put down a riot. Mm. So the military to go in armed into a prison mm. riot in this country would be a very big thing. Yeah. It will, have, yeah, you, seen, it have was... you seen the undercover videos of um, the private prisons in this country? No. I dread, yeah, they've got it, cocaine themselves, haven't yeah, they? Every, this one bloke opens his cupboard, he's got weed just stacked on top. Fuck, man. What the fuck? What, they just go to the, the fence and just wait for some guy just to chuck the drugs over the fence, mm. catch it. And they use drones, I've heard, in this yeah. day and age to deliver things to prisons. Yeah, yeah I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. They just fly it over the fence, drop yeah. the... Yeah, but in this private prison, so understaffed, mm. they, they just can't watch everything. It. So they're just man. waiting for you know the guards yeah. to see and just someone throws it over. Oh, it's fucking insane. Yeah. I'm going to go got... to prison tomorrow. And, and what's, <laughs> that, what's that really strong synthetic cannabis? Oh, fuck. The spice. Yeah. Ugh. We're all taking that. Right. And you're watching the videos, all the guys fucking oh, having fits. Fuck they need to take the word cannabis out of that. Yeah. It's synthetic something, but it ain't. It does not replicate the fucking... Um, uh, pleasant, the pleasant of gentle buzz. It absolutely does not... Re I've watched a lot of videos of people. I saw a kid start... Fucking exorcist style vomiting and shitting whilst unconscious, Jeez. just wow. in a chair at a party. Everyone's like, hey, oh, oh, God, oh, the people feeling, fuck, fuck. Yeah. And it's like, he's Which doing what they bongs do. on the spice. The people are switching people's joints with oh, this spice God. that they don't like. For a laugh. Just for a laugh and they're filming it. God. Yeah. That's, that's the lowest form of human behaviour. Hey, look, hey, look, it's you can't swap people's like joint for something. No. There's like up to 100 inmates here. Just fucking around, just pissing mm. about in all the cells. Do you know what I mean? Just taking drugs and gambling and all this shit. Well, that's not like the prisons in V's day, I can tell you that much. And, but, and you the, know prison guards, the prison guards are too scared to go in there. Of course. Well, because well, they're private, they're 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 minimum wage. Yeah, yeah, there's about three well, of them to guard exactly. 100 men. But you know what's going to fix it, mate? No prisons. Brexit. Gonna fix everything, isn't it? Hey, when I get that blue passport, my life will be made. I was gonna say, aren't I suddenly gonna be massively well hung when Brexit happens? No, no. Yeah, pretty much. That's what they promised. Uh, uh, I'm gonna be a millionaire. You know the Dutch, yeah? Mm. They've, they've got so much space in prisons, they've had to import it from Norway. Import prisoners? Yeah, from Norway. <laughs> yeah, because their, their crime rate is so low, because they don't punish people, they help them. Yeah. They give them qualifications, help them back into work. You know what I mean? If it's not, if it's a serious crime, then like murder and that, you go to prison. But well, obviously, minor crimes. Do they still the death penalty? Didn't that Anders mm. Breivik maybe Sweden? Mm. Didn't he get the death penalty? But he's no, on. no, no. He's is he life in prison? He's enjoying his time. Um, but the problem with that model is, where do you get your free labour from? Exactly. Where do you get your slave labour from, Mike? Well, yeah. <laughs> We're all slaves in this capitalist model. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so Evie's parents um, were killed at Belmarsh. Her mother died in the hunger strike. The father died in the military reach at the prison. Her brother died at St Mary's, which we were allu is alluded to for the film. But it was a primary school that was the first site of a so-called terrorist attack right. in the UK. And, uh, the but, and that's what the terrorist is. That viral attack basically set up. Um, Chancellor Sutler and his Norse fire party to win the next election and mm. to impose this, this state upon the UK, this Christian right-wing state. 
We then cut to Mr. Prothero, the voice of London, as you mentioned before, who I want to punch in the face because yes. he did play the part damn well. But he's in his private quarters that they used him at the BTN in the tower and he's showering, he's listening to his own. Yes. Did he remind either of you of Alex? Yes. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Jones. Yes. Totally. His style of delivery, just yeah. one man with a microphone. Yeah. In a studio. I'm a God-fearing American. Yeah. I'm going, yeah. It could have been Alex Jones, effectively. It really it. was. And it wouldn't surprise you if, the, uh, I if can't Alex was inspired him. by this. No, if, if he was in 2005, yeah. would he be inspired Alex by Alex? Alex was way before then. Yeah, yeah. He, he was going in 90. InfoWars was... Can you remember, I can remember back in the early days of my enlightenment, where InfoWars to me was this cool, yeah. like... Uh -huh. sort of like <laughs> I thought, it was, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, I remember the first video I saw on InfoWars. Oh, what's this info was? Went yeah. on it, and it must have been about. I watched it, stuff for about two days, and then I just thought, Nah, this is just <laughs> fucking right. I, I listened. I was, I was just. I listened to a couple of um, podcasts by Alex Jones, and at one point he was even like, I, I, just, I, I can't remember what topics they were, but I selected them because mm. I was more interested mm. in them than the yeah. others. And, I, did, and yeah. it was like. All right, so he's going on about this. That's fine. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's, he's a bit mental, but all Think right. Is, and then all of a sudden, we're on, about, we're on about some bloke yeah. dressed as Osama bin Laden crossing from the Mexico to the US <laughs> to the US border, and just topping over a little creek or something. Mm. And you're like, oh wait, actually, you're a bit of a cunt, aren't you? You're just talking about you're just using this as a platform he, to further he, your he own racial agenda. With the truth. Of course, yeah. He yeah. starts with the truth, hooks you in, and then he distorts <laughs> it into his own perverse fucking political message. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy in the movie, it's exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Prothero. Uh, it really did. Uh, the way it's shot, the way his studio, it just really reminds me of Alex's current. Yeah, just absolutely. a lone man with the microphone. Yeah. And uh, he says, uh, as well as when he's on a bit earlier, the the um, American um, food shipments had arrived. He said, mm. we should have a little Boston tea party of our own and oh, go yeah. down there and throw that crap over the oh, side and tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. And it's all very nationalistic and very mm. British. And it's exactly the same shit that Nigel fucking Farage puts yeah. on fucking Twitter. That's kind I of... Mean, it's, I it's, reckon that, that is what his show's like, Farage mm. Against the Machine. That is what... Yeah, mm. it is. I, I've you know seen I mean? clips of it. I've, uh, Have you seen clips of it? Yeah, I have, because I follow him on Twitter and I troll him. Uh, Does it sound like that guy then, yeah? It's it's yeah. not far off. Mm. It essentially is, but not as aggressive. Yeah, because it's more aggressive in America. You've got I mean, Rush Limbaugh and... Bill yeah, he had the nerve to do some video for the RAF's 100th anniversary, and I thought, well, you cunt. Mm. You know, you, it's, you take that, you know, you, you're taking that to further your own little gain. And it's kind of a feature of um, dystopian stories, isn't it? The, the, the sort of lone voice, the one television station exactly. that permeates in the background through everything, just the one channel, the one voice that you get to hear. It's, in a lot of these, uh, you see it a lot in comic books, and it's done really well here because you it is, it's hate funny. this guy. Oh, know? immediately. And the whole thing of seeing him back to where we are in the plot line is he's he's in the shower. To, he's in the shower, listening to himself, yeah. mouthing along. Uh, uh, actually, words. he's he's actually on the phone at the start. Because the boom uh, mic drops into the shot mm. briefly, and he's like, "Oh, you you fire that fucking paddy," and you assume right. he's like, you know, it's what a paddy. the lighting on his nose? Yeah, he's on. A, he, he calls him a paddy, which mm. in, in the UK is a derogatory term for an Irish person. Mm. Uh, it says fire the OP, which is the um, a DP. Uh, OP. It's not DP, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what that is. DP is the director, director of photography. <laughs> that's what he's yeah. I thought DP was dual penetration. 
It is a good porn <laughs> word, yes. Oh, right. That's, and, that's the first one that sprang to mind. And D-A-V-A is double anal, double vaginal, but, you know, or D-A-D-V, uh, either way. Moving on. D-V-D-A? D-V-D-A. Yeah, the name of Matt and Trey's band. Anyway, V. T-Rex, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Orgasmo. The South Park guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Prothor was in his private car, he's in the shower. V uses Evie's pass badge thing, because it was scanned, to get in there. And uh, addresses him as Commander Prothero, who then falls on his arse in the shower, which I also found quite amusing. Because <laughs> bear in mind, I hate this cunt at this point. Mm. I really do. Turns out that Commander Prothero was at the Lark Hill Detention Centre, where he met V years ago, and they have a shared history. That's what's alluded to at this point. He kills him. You don't see him make the kill. It cuts kind of to uh, Prothero in the shower on his back. And there is a stream of vomit out the mm. side. And he's the rose on his chest. Uh, someone needs to explain this to me, that the bodies V leaves behind. That was vomit, was it? That's I, I, I assumed it was. They all had a massive yeah. stream of vomit, apart from the... Well, we'll get to her shortly, but they all that, had this big stream of vomit. Does he infect them with something? He think? poisons them with something, the yeah. Blade? No, I don't. Th- I think it, it literally it's, it's an injection or oh. something like that. I think possibly something that was used. It would make sense knowing V's future story that um, the the Saint, it all ties in later on, doesn't it? But the Saint Mary's attack, biological attack, and they were trying to in in Lark Hill, this kind of deeper security kind of thing, and they were injecting people with resistance drugs and right. all sorts of chemical cocktails to kind. Of, so almost, you don't know whether it's kind of a super soldier program or maybe it's something to do with the disease itself. You're never quite made aware because the doctor later on says, oh, I've got my first batch of subjects and I'm really excited. And you get a feeling that she's looking at it through a, this is a scientific experiment and I'm, I'm a budding scientist and this will make my reputation if it yeah. works. Kind of vibe off her. Well, cool. I certainly do. I don't know about you guys. Prothero, you got the feeling, was just there as part of the military. And you find out, in, a, in short, when Finch and his assistant mm. are going through that he'd been in Syria twice, he'd been in, he'd been, he'd been in Iraq, and he was like this mili- he was a military commander, but obviously one who was also the one of the richest men in the country because he owned a lot of money in pharmaceutical stock, which after right. the St. Mary's attack, obviously went through the roof. Mm. It's um, he was it's biodoxic pharmaceuticals which had the antidote for the St Mary's attack in a week. Right. Now Evie and V are watching the news report on Prothero's death. The voice mm-hmm. of London is dead. Mm-hmm. They paint as a heart failure. I wrote V kills Prothero in brackets. Yay! Exclamation. It leaves Rose in the body, of course. But they, they the the guy who's the head of the BTN is in. They go, oh, what should we call it? Oh, a stroke. No, that's that's too violent. That's that sounds too violent. Yeah. And it was then heart failure, and Evie and Via sat there watching the, the news story, and <laughs> and she's and she goes, oh, she's lying, and he says, how do you know? And she says, oh, because when she she blinks a lot when she knows she's doing a yeah. story that isn't true. It was heart failure, and he worked such long hours, and he was a stalwart of the BTN. Yeah. So she's being inside, and she knows that she knows it's bullshit. Yeah. But she's been told to re- yeah. report what she's been yeah. she's been complicit. And, she's been complicit. Of course. Uh, actually, so we've alluded to Finch being Prothero being, uh, finding out Prothero's the richest man in the country. 
V turns to Evie at this point and says, um, the violence can be used for good. Justice, there's no court for men like Prothero. Mm. Mm. And that I, is I, a valid I, I, point. I you won't agree with that. No, I, I do. Uh, you can't take the richest man in the country to court. Well, because he just buys his his no, look, at, look at OJ any and, human and Michael being, Jackson. Any human being can be helped. Well, where, the, where there's life, there's chance. You kill him, he's got no chance, has he? He's got no chance anyway. He's a fucking sociopath. Mm. Yeah, they shouldn't be held to the same. Um, you know, he's blatant. He's, 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 in, he's part of the he same. He's re educating. <laughs> what, like Clockwork Orange yeah. style? But the violence is just he's a, in love. He is a, a, a shareholder. You're <laughs> <laughs> the even, opposite to uh, Clockwork yeah. Orange. Well, Why not? Uh, well, but he's a shareholder in, in Biodoxic Pharmaceuticals who had the cure for a major, a major chemical, a chemical mm. attack in a country which killed yeah, 80,000 people. He's a shit. Right? Mm. We get it. So, and he obviously gave his consent to that to happen because he held the stock in that, so he had prior knowledge, so he had the antidote already. And you're saying that, you know what, I'll just cut that cunt's throat. But you'd have gone, well, you know, let's re-educate him. Forgive them for they know not what they do. Oh, fuck you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, it's worth pointing out that the military... Um, <laughs> The military won't admit to Lark Hill. Uh, they say oh, the records are missing or amended. Mm. Well, how, we, many missing, how many missing files? We, yeah. we've, we, that's come up on the show numerous times <laughs> in numerous yeah. subjects, yeah. hasn't it? Redacted or missing files. Always. You know. I think the guy actually says, like, oh, they Misplaced were... Misplaced accidentally. Yeah. They were, they were in the furnace accidentally. I think, I think <laughs> just, they, they were difficult times and... We did all did what we had to do. Mm. I think the officer well, in charge. Yeah, it's just trying to justify that. Yeah. Fascism. I'll give you a quick, brief quote from Mr. Moore himself. I'm not, I was going to try his accent then, but I'm not. He's, <laughs> a, he's got a West Midlands accent. He's from Northampton. Way back in the early '80s, when I was first kicking off writing V for Vendetta, for the English magazine Warrior, the story was very much a result of me actually sitting down and thinking about what the real extreme poles of politics were. Because it struck me that simple capitalism and communism were not the two poles around which the whole of political thinking revolved. It struck me that two much more representative extremes were to be found in fascism and anarchy. So... It's just puzzled me. You read that exactly like the character V portrays later on, William Rockrod. And, uh, extremes. Um, and that character was based to look a little bit like Alan Moore. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, he had a northern accent. He did. Though. He had the northern accent and the, the big beard and the glasses. Mm. And apparently, that was a. Way back I mean, Alan Moore, the even, though, even though he'd had his name <laughs> taken off it, that was a little bit of a tribute. Uh, representative extremes. <laughs> with <a bit> phone. <laughs> you wouldn't take anyone seriously tell you that in that accent, would you? Fascism. That bloody fascism, I tell them. I, I tell me they what. Anarchy! <laughs> That's the way forward, lad. Anarchy! I call me whip it anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Did you see that look? It was brilliant. Um, it was uh, English rugby fans before they played New Zealand and they were doing it. They were York, it's called the Yorkshire Hacker. No, I didn't. You know what that, the, no. um, the new yeah. weather? They were like, where's me whip it? <laughs> it was fucking brilliant. I'm pretty so, sure that the, the hacker ends up with... Uh, <laughs> Basically telling them you're going to stuff their genitals in their mouth. Pretty much. Yeah. Back to... Back to V. Back to V. But why I... That'll come up again later is one of Alan's problems with the movie version. But it's supposed to be about anarchy and fascism. But he seems to think that the movie 
Oh, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, so this is all part of. Uh, why Evie is going to tell V about what her parents did to sort of. So if you haven't got it by now, if you haven't got it by now, at this point in the film, you're seeing that the news agency, the police, the finger men are all part of the same. Everybody is all on the same page or the same organization yeah, being led by the high chancellor. And um, they're fascist. Yes. <laughs> and you're Effectively. And it's, all, it's the UKIP fucking paradise. This shit is. It really is. Brexit! And the, well, the Tory paradise and mm. the right-wing Tory paradise. Oh, yeah. And I thought that did start off as a Tory, a deeply religious Tory. <laughs> um, does that remind you of anyone in our current parliament, a deeply uh, religious Tory? That's him! Yeah. That cunt from the 19th century, that's the one. That's the one. Well, Apologies to our foreign listeners. Mis- you, you do a bit of Google research and you'll, um, you'll figure out who that twat is. Mr Moore says, just very briefly, because uh, I like this, This I've never thought of it this way, Fascism is complete abdication of personal responsibility. Yeah, that's exactly what uh, it is. You are surrendering all responsibility for your own actions to the state yep. on the belief that there yeah. is, in unity, there is strength. Yeah, so yeah all these that people... Explains, that explains your death camp, doesn't it? Well, yeah, everyone... You know, yeah. They know best. They know best. I'll, I'm doing it for the state. Yeah. There the, you go. Those finger men were going to rape Evie... For the good of the state. For the good of the state, because she, she shouldn't have been out after yeah. fucking... And she'll learn her lesson it. after that. Yeah. We're not going to beat her that's or what, arrest what, her. She'll have a clean criminal record, but she'll have a fucking sore orifice, orifices in the morning. She'll think twice. Exactly what they about, say, pretty much. She'll no think fairness. twice about breaking curfew. Exactly. So yeah. our mate V, yes, he might be blowing up buildings and attacking police officers. Pretty but cool, he's, yeah, but he's very much, you know, he's got reasons. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's got, got justifications, yeah. And the motives are being sown in these early days. Mm. You find him all over at Lark Hill and yeah. eventually... Start, and the fact that people were just basically shot by the government for not mm. agreeing with what the government wanted them to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, so we move to V's next target mm. at this point, which is a... Uh, Bit of a deviant pedo priest, you know, who was the uh, an overseer at Lark Hill. Oh, they mean a priest. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> well, I thought I'd add that bit yeah. in just to, uh, you know, it is a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> They're not all bad, maybe, allegedly. Allegedly who knows? not all bad. <laughs> allegedly. But he was father, now bishop, so he's been promoted. Uh, Linneman, he, and he was the highest paid person at Lark Hill. I think they said in the film it was £270,000 a year. And he was there to look at human rights abuses. Uh, so he turned a blind then. eye and got, the, paid yeah, every, and got paid. Rise with the hypocrisy with Tony Blair. Yeah. So Bishop Lillman is about to leave on a sort of churchy kind of trip. Mm-hmm. Before he goes, he'd like a young girl to have sex with. Yeah. So V basically arranged it so that Evie is disguised as said young girl. Mm-hmm. E infiltrates the church. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, he, you know, he jumps over the rooftop, yeah. flies down the sides. I believe it's St. Paul's Cathedral. And uh, But she tries to dob him in after some kind of rapey antics from the bishop. Yeah. She yeah. tries to dob V in. She's like, I can mm. still get out of this. Yeah. You know, nothing to do with me. Mm. Sadly, the priest thinks this is part of some kind of sex game. <laughs> Yeah. And um, when V yeah. does show up, oh my, he's, the bishop just says, oh my God, you were telling the truth. Yeah. You she can't turns blame to me her and at says, this point. No. Yeah, you can't. You can't. She's like, 
She's being, been told she's his prisoner for a year, and regardless yeah. of him saving her life, that's not a very nice prospect, no. is it? <laughs> no. You know, so you can't really blame her. Plus, she's been sent to, as bait for a pedo. A pedo. Yeah, <laughs> and she's she's dressed up very young. I mean, Natalie yeah. Portman, not the large-breasted of, of women, act, female actresses. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's dolled up like a little, kind of not quite a Barbie doll, but almost like a... Well, it's a weird kind of look, actually. Well, she was fair. in that film with She's a in Frenchman. Movie. What was he called? It was like Lita, wasn't it? He no, was a hitman. Leon. Leon. Oh, oh yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Shit, yeah. Oh, my God, I love that But she's certainly mm. doled up to look very that young. present from Matilda. Boom! What a movie. If you yeah, seen that. great movie. Yeah, she's, she's dressed up to look fucking underage. Like, like, like a schoolgirl. Like almost like a... Primary school yeah. girl. You know well, I mean? the bishop is concerned that she's going to be too old. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, she's she's dressed like a, it's like a hyper-sexualised cheerleader. Yes, type. a hyper-sexualised uh, young cheerleader. It's, I think it's the best way to describe that. Yeah, you're right. It's. Uh, she's clearly dressed to look like that. And, um, yeah, and old bishopy boy, he's pretty happy about this. He is, he? he loves that. And you he can't genuinely. blame it. For trying to dub V, but like you said, then so V comes in and he's and <laughs> bishes. Oh fuck! Yeah, oh, fuck! She was telling the truth. Yeah. Oh shit! And V turns and says, "Evie," yeah. you know, yeah. and, and she's like, I'm, "I'm sorry," and just yeah. runs. Yeah. That point, the bishop reaches into a, and I want. If I was, you know, a bishop, I would want a gun in a book. Yes. <laughs> you know, I would. I just would. He reaches in, pulls out a gold, like a, it's called a gold chased pistol, has gold mm-hmm. chasing along it. It's an engraving thing. And shoots at V. I don't know if he hits. You never. No, I think V he grabs hold of him. Yeah, he, he shoots, but he does grab. Then grabs yeah. hold of him. You're never quite sure if he hits him or not. And he and the bishop pleads for mercy. Again, I think it's inclined in the film visually that V moves with super speed. I think. So, yeah, I think that's what well, he, he dodges the bullet. Yeah, he moves mm. a lot quicker than you. At that like, range, you, yeah. you really couldn't miss. He was literally mm. sort of, so. I think he sort of does. Yeah, I think that's implied the, the yeah. superpowers as such. But I do like the way that it was never kind of just stated, like no. the Captain America film, like, oh yeah, he's going to be bigger, stronger, faster, mm-hmm. he'll heal quicker, he'll metabolise faster, etc., etc. Like, you, you don't know what he's got. No. He's well, just, it's a man of mystery. He's a man of mystery, exactly. Mm-hmm. And we all love a man of mystery. We do. <laughs> do, <you laughs> do <know>? we? <laughs> <laughs> We were all fans of the Milk Train Man at some point, guys. Well, it was a man of mystery who left you anally bleeding <laughs> and confused after the Christmas work. No one's no one said bleeding or anally. <laughs> and then just left a tray of milk, milk train next to you. <laughs> all I know is that no one gave me a reach around and I had no anal bleeding, therefore aliens. That's what I'm going with. It was an international man of mystery. <laughs> and like, oh, he's so dreamy. You open up and it's just a used one on the side. Oh my, he was a box of old tray. <laughs> At least he rubbed up. Oh, is he professional? <laughs> Back to the movie review. <laughs> the surveillance team, we were looking over, presumably also, because he's in the, the bishop's kind of. He's not quite the inner circle, but he's the, mm. the head of the... Not quite, what? He's involved. He's involved in the... He's a high churchman in this very deeply Christian state. Yeah. The surveillance team seems to know he likes kids. Mm. Mm. I just say that's fascism. That's what... Fascism is the emergence of government and religion. Mm. Yep. Of course. 
Uh, well, there's supposed to be a separation, isn't there, between yeah. church and state? Um, so he, he, Bishop Lenham is then left on the floor with a stream of vomit at the side of his mouth, and he's very dead, and he's been left with a rose. An anal bleeding. Um, <laughs> from a knife, I assume. Creedy shows up at this point on the crime scene. He was the head of the, the secret police, the fingermen and such, and um, implies that um, Finch may, may not want to catch V so much because his mother was Irish. Mm. Regardless of... Um, Finch has well, I've been a party member for 27 years. Your mother was Irish, kind of thing. Mm. So it's implying he's not entirely trusted because he's not uh. a, an English bloodline. See. Weirdly, it's not what's recorded. This Finches does have a, I wouldn't say purely English accent in this. Yeah, John Hurt character. Yeah, he's got a bit of a northern twang, doesn't he? Mm, I don't know. I suppose, mm. You know, but um, it's interesting. That if you, well, you might be a party member, but you're not quite pure. So maybe you're not making the effort you should be. Kind of thing going. Mm. So then Evie does actually make it to Dietrich's house because that's where she's on she knows that she can probably trust him I mean she was going to go there for that night and they didn't meet and he she said oh I, I got you know collared by finger men and I had to go home and he's like, oh well, it's okay she goes to his house and it turns out that he's got quite a bit of contraband himself mm -hmm. Uh, a picture of Sutler as the Queen called is it God Save the Queen and it's <laughs> it was banned he's got um, a Quran a Quran yeah he does and but she's like oh, are you Muslim no I just I just appreciate the artwork mm. and the poetry yeah. and he's also got he some homoerotica on his wall he says to her though doesn't he if, he's a gay he's, man isn't he yeah he's gay he the is gay if yeah. to come you would be the least of my worries mm. trust me yeah. um, which is why later on I suppose jumping ahead slightly, but where they assume he's been taken to prison and like, oh no, he was executed. Yeah. It's because of the Quran. Yeah, the Quran. Uh, and probably the homoerotica in his, yeah, on his um, wall as well. But apparently that was the biggie for him to have the because think about it now in this fictional world, it's a religious state, mm. it's Christian yeah. right wing, and so that Quran is even Quran's more blasphemous. fucking yes, Oof. yes, it's the worst crime. Yeah, yeah, so that's what worse than him harbouring a fugitive, mm. worse than having Evie with him was having that Quran, and yeah. that shows that he trusts her. That he takes it into the inner sanctum, Stephen Fry's character, and shows her this stuff that he's got. Yeah. So he must trust it. Oh yeah. Um, like, but it's you then find out that he's not got any romantic interest towards. Oh him, no. Because I think it's implied that they were going on a date. Oh no, he's got. It, the, it's implied that basically he's mm. expected to entertain yeah, attractive yeah. young mm. ladies mm. at his home. Mm. Um, but he is very gay. I mean, he's yeah. got homoerotica on the wall of his inner sanctum. He's Stephen Fry. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Great casting. He kind of admits to her that he's a homosexual because mm. he says, oh, well, if we wanted, mm. we could have him. I wouldn't be in a job. Yeah. And um, uh, he says that if you wear a mask for so long, you forget who you are underneath it. Mm. Very important. Mm. Yeah, which is a, quite a quote related to V mm. in a way. He wore, he's wore a mask. Yeah. He doesn't know who he is anymore. That's implied. Yeah, applies to everybody. Yeah. Um, but let me skip to the the autopsy of Bishop Lenahan, Lenahan, whatever, Lenahan, and um, the doctor, the coroner, the chief city London coroner, identifies the rose as a scarlet carson, which is believed to be extinct. Mm. And all the people 
you've been left, you've yeah. been killed, you've been left for that rose. Because uh, to Finch then, he basically says to well, look into it, see what you got. And he finds out that all the people in charge at Lark Hill have been killed apart from the head doctor. Mm. Who we find out is the coroner, her uh, name is Delia Sturridge, or she was Dr. Diana Stanton, she changed her name by Depaul, mm. and tried to leave the country. Um, she seems to have genuinely kind of shown some remorse for what she's done. She's realised what she was wrong. Yeah. And uh, when V does break into kill her, mm. and she literally wakes up with the journal, she's got it. She take she took her journal out of bed and read through it again. So was in a final act of contrition, and uh, she says, well, "Are you going to kill me now?" He says, "Well, I killed you ten minutes ago while you slept." Yeah. And she apologises, you know, I am, um, is it worth this to say I'm sorry? It's never worth this to apologise. Yeah, I like that so, line. I, yeah, I don't understand why he still kills her. Because she did it. She mm. was, at the time, mm. she made him what he is. But he did it, um, because she says... When because she, she apologises, yeah. she shows remorse for it. Well, once he, he gives ex- her the non-vomity death, yeah. he just gives her the nice... Once he explains to her that I killed you ten minutes ago, she says, will there be pain? And he says, no. And she's yeah. like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So he is showing her some remorse. <laughs> it's scant, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's she crumbs. says herself, I always knew you'd come. I yeah, always yeah. knew this. She knows she did wrong. Yeah. I'm not ju- am I then, justifying her murder. No, no, no. no, yeah, but, no. but then d- d- does he become just as bad as them? Yeah, well, but he argues that they that's were... Why, that's why mm. it's got to be non-violent. But go on. Yeah, but he <laughs> argues that vengeance is coming and there's no court for people like that because yeah. they could just buy their way out of it oh well, yeah you've got to so fix to, the system first yeah but to and it'd be a really shit boring him. film if yeah. you tried to rehabilitate oh, all oh, these people if he'd have just had to sit down with Lewis Prothero oh, and told him that his politics were wrong it would have been a terrible film <laughs> yeah I would, um, I would have enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to to the doctor's journal Dr. Delius does it down in Stanton and the basically inmates being herded into Lark Hill they're in your orange kind of um, oh what's that was Abu Gra- what was it no. oh Guantanamo Bay yeah jumpsuit mm-hmm. they're in the so, jumpsuit yeah. and um, they wore their heads shaved I did and read he- somewhere online that that was intentionally to invoke the imagery of Guantanamo because yeah. it was 2004 the time the film was being made <laughs> there were a lot of people under the Patriot Act oh. being arrested oh, yeah, for yeah. no reason There's still people there that haven't yeah. been charged so this was... haven't been charged yeah, alone. Yeah, just accused. They're in waterboarded, yeah. though, oh, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. And played Barney theme song. Oh, really God, like. I'd crack after that. Mm. Yeah. If you played Barney at me for 24 hours, I'd, I'd crack. And anal force feeding. Yeah, what, Abby Bunn? That's what they did, didn't it? <laughs> I never heard of that band. To stop... St- <laughs> <laughs> Is that to stop star- starve hunger striking? Like they did, uh, uh, Possibly. You know what I mean? But why they else are you forcing it, it in the anus? Just well, let, just let because they're chewing. cruel bastards, that's oh, yeah. why. Um, <laughs> yeah. I did see something, I couldn't um, verify the uh, the officialness of this story, but I did see something recently about, um, apparently there is video evidence, photographic evidence of them raping young men, well, like female soldiers watched on, like everyone just sat around having a, Gay old time, well... It was the pictures at Abu Ghraib, um, wasn't it? That was uh, the big ones, yeah. Mm, and all naked, mm. piled up. And 
Yeah, but they're the ones that, yeah. yeah, that's, that's the, the stuff that actually about, made yeah. it out. But I was looking mm. at one the other day. I was like, "Is this fake news or not?" No, apparently, it's not. a video <laughs> of a rape. But yeah, so yeah, that is directly back to the movie. It, the the fact that they're in those orange jumpsuits and things, it is directly a sort of reference to Guantanamo. And mm, I did yeah. hear Alan Moore talking about how that all sci-fi, it's set in a future world, but it's always talking about the present uh, yeah I the agree. issues yeah, that are being faced yeah. in this f- uh, fictional future world are usually all allegory and metaphors for mm, the present so that puts yeah. into a little bit of context uh, i suppose yeah and v, v does say to her, i've not come for what you hope to do i came for what you did mm. so it's like i don't care what you hope to do or what your ambitions were and i don't care that you show remorse what you did you can't be forgiven for. And what was done to him was unspeakable. Exactly. And we cut to the, the journal being made as a flashback where inmates are being herded in. And she says, of the original four dozen, over 75% are deceased within three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see a, a, a shot of things being tossed into a mass grave and yeah. quickline being herded over them. And it's like, it's like basically like a Holocaust sort yeah. of. You don't want to be called tossing into a mass grave. You don't. <laughs> um, but the man, the man in room five. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's, that's quite dark. Only your worst Serbian war criminals do that. And probably you that. You've got to be some kind of evil bastard. And probably that, and probably that evil chick from Ousfits. You know, I'd imagine that evil chick from Ousfits did. Oh, man, she was a... Uh, well, that's a future episode. We're not historical personalities the uh, being able to just yeah. get it up in the presence <laughs> of so one many dead bodies. person no. let alone no. a pile <laughs> but once um, he gets turned up by the smell of death oh. oof, wow well who doesn't <laughs> oh it's dark me yeah. it has to be specifically the smell of a dead sheep mm. yeah dead people just don't do it for me that's the Welshness yeah, it's, <laughs> it's in my DNA <laughs> Uh, it's tradition. Yeah. <laughs> Who can argue? That's what the Brexiteers want, guys. Exactly. Tradition. He isn't happy unless his hot balls up against a woolly back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. He likes to seem to be so cold his balls hiss as they to them. Well, this will be a joke that only the British listeners will get. But do you remember the game <laughs> Scatch? No. Oh yeah, the ball you, you would hold yeah. a oh the um, a, vel- a paddle, velcro pad, yeah, yeah, velcro, yeah, and then yeah. a, a fluffy tennis ball. That's so right. I'd throw it, that and you it. would catch it with the velcro pad. It was like a really I have shit. the world's biggest stockpile of scatch mitts. <laughs> Do you know why? Why? One on each hand. That sheep's going <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Google scatch mitts. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Off match suicide under sketch bits. <laughs> we went from wanking over a mass grave to fucking a sheep. Not sca- now back to the movie review. Not scat Not scat mitts. But according to um, Mister the, do- the Doctor's um, journal, the man in room V, Roman numeral five. Ooh. Uh, the test proved he has increased reflexes and strength. So that is the kind of hint uh, yes. that he's gained something from whatever they were trying to do for him. Yeah. Uh, then on November the 5th that year, <laughs> fire and explosions destroy the facility 
The man from room B escapes through the flames and presumably horribly burns in the yeah. process. Well, we get the um, image of him stood there in flames, screams. screaming to the heavens. Yeah. <laughs> um, what they would have done, and I remember this in the comics, mm. is that because the man from room five had shown, even though he couldn't remember who he was, who his family were, or anything else mm. like that, he had shown this aptitude for gardening. Right. And he started growing the roses, the yeah. Scarlet Carsons. And this is always the comics. Yes. And so therefore they let him have fertiliser, which he then mm. made into a bomb right. to blow up the research yeah. facility. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how he escaped. And it's hinted at that in the movie as well, because you yeah. see all the fertiliser he's used to yeah. make the big bomb at the end. It literally yeah. says on it, British fertiliser. 100% fertiliser, <laughs> British. That's how we have to Brexit. Everything you buy will have the word British 100% on it, oh. I'll guarantee you. God, even my pasta. Even your pasta. Oh. That seems dead. Or you'll pay a massive import tax on it. Oh, God. If they drink British wine. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I'm not a class trader and drink, don't drink wine, I'm quite happy. Oh. <laughs> um, Spoken but, like a true Brexiteer. Oh, I'm not, though. <laughs> I know, I'm just... <laughs> so, um, so, V has killed the um, paedophile priest. Uh, Evie has escaped to uh, Gordon Dietrich, who is, we find out is a uh, sort of the prime time TV guy. Mm. Like Mike said earlier, he's a bit like Jim Davidson, Big Break, Saturday Night Prime <laughs> Time. Uh, Hang on, aren't we going? Anton Deck, I mean. Aren't we going back a bit? Well, no, Didn't, we. Well, um, well, now that she's literally the pitiful priest, we're going to get to. Oh, shit, yeah, we are, sorry. No, I don't. So, um, Dietrich admits that V is right, and I'll give the quote. There is something wrong with this country. Uh, we cut to Finch and his assistant, who are basically sort of uh, looking at the same melee attack again. It was we get more background into this at this point, mm. and it's, it was a bio warfare attack on a school. It spreads to three waters, which you assume is a um, sort of water processing plant yeah. reservoir, and um, eighty thousand people die. And there's a result of this attack. Finch asks his assistant, what if the worst biological attack in the history of this country wasn't the work of extremists? Mm. What if our own government was responsible for the attack on St Mary's and Three Waters? Now his assistant says, oh, well, they were caught, they were tried, they confessed. Mm. No, no, hang on, because after he's already sinned, people like Mr Prothero, mm -hmm. have got massive money in the pharmaceutical companies that made up the antidote for that particular biological attack. Yeah. It's very um, convenient. Yes, it is. We also get a thing that cuts back to Sutler and his inner council here, mm. and they kind of feel that control is slipping a little bit. Yeah. You know, V has certainly had an impact. People don't believe that he's dead. Right. And uh, so then we go to Evie and, and Dietrich back in Dietrich's house. Yeah. And he says, well, I want you to watch my show for tonight. We re-recorded this. I threw out the censor-approved script mm -hmm. and wrote one of my own. Yeah. This. And he it's basically... Benny Hill. It's Benny yeah, Hill, He openly mocks the Chancellor on the TV show. Uh, cue Benny Hill-style hilarity, yes. is what I wrote. Yeah. The Chancellor's running around, being chased by policemen. There's another Chancellor. He's being chased by B. Uh, B ties his shoelace together. Yeah. A books and blonde is in there yeah. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Etc. 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 If you watch British comedy in the seventies, you wouldn't you would know what that means. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Isn't it amazing though that we were? This is the the um, 
Let's say 2025, but, something like that. But the cornucopia, I think I'm using that word. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, spread be, it's so British, comedy. it's got to be it British. Is. No, but what I mean is, is okay, 70s. Yes, you've got, on the one hand, Benny Hill. But you also had Monty Python happening yeah. at the same time. It's, yeah. it's crazy, isn't in, it? In, like the in plethora, Spain, plethora. Yeah. In Spain, I think the only comedies they have is Benny Hill and Mr. Bean. Oh my yeah, God, that's going to be like a fucking nightmare. For there's, a lot of Americans, there's a lot of Americans. Our stand-up comedy I like is... Mr. Some, I, don't I don't like Mr. Bean. I like Mr. Bean. I don't like this dog. Benny Hill. <laughs> I don't like Benny Hill either, but I don't like Mr. Bean. No, I don't like Benny. Our stand-up comedy is some of the most sophisticated in oh, the world. Yeah. Our comedy shows. But people in America don't know. I was listening to Mark Maron interviewing um, Stuart Lee, and he was openly saying that, you know, I've had to study and research. It's been a massive learning curve for me. Who's Stuart Lee? So I don't uh, Lee and Herring. He's a stand-up comedian, but he's very fuck me, he's Marmite, because yeah. he doesn't really do jokes or try to be funny. He breaks down the act of stand-up comedy whilst he's doing stand-up yeah, comedy. He's not my favourite. And sort of... I will say. I find him a bit too smug. Um, right. Is Herring the one that had the Hitler moustache? Yeah, he's yeah, the like funny him. one. I like him, Richard yeah. Herring, I fucking yeah. love him. Listen to his podcast every... Yeah, even yeah. if I don't know who the fuck the guest is, I'll still listen because mm. I love Richard's interview style. Emergency question. Would you rather have a ham, a hand made of ham or an, ar- <laughs> or an armpit that dispenses sun cream? <laughs> I remember that one. And people will sit there and try to give an intellectually measured response. They will try and like... Explain. I was just thinking to myself, what would I have? Yeah. <laughs> wasn't the Stephen Merchant one, was it, that one? Oh, that one didn't go well, I think. That's a famous one yeah. where uh, it gets a bit frosty. I've heard that one. Um, but yeah, so I'm fucking derailed this big time then. Yeah. So well, basically, Dietrich... Mm. Who's done this? Uh, it's been broadcast. This is broadcasting as he's showing Evie. She says, Oh, don't worry, I'll get a fine. I'll have to do some mm. boring fundraiser. It'll yeah. be fine. He's on the phone to his agent. He's, Oh, you're my agent. Protect me. That's what I pay you for. Yeah. Sadly, later that night, Dietrich bursts into Evie's room and says, You know, hi, and this is an eerie repetition of. Yeah. What happened to her parents? And he is smacked across the face of a truncheon, black bag on his head. The last Mm. thing she sees is his, she's hiding under the bed, is his face being bundled into a black bag just like her mother. (coughs) Oh, steady, Mike. Should I cut my tea? Oh, the tea that he got. And again, this is another I read online (coughs) direct reference to what was happening in the real world at that time. The black hoods on the head was a very American. Yeah, in Abu Ghraib. And um, a prisoner of war thing. Yeah. They were doing that in the Iraq war. If you were, yeah. if the, the Iraqis, they took prisoner, they black put black sacks on that wasn't in but, the comic books. But, should be pointed out, even in the Second World War, mm. you would blindfold <laughs> prisoners of war so they can't see where they're being oh, taken. They can't see... So I get that, but... So if they're, reta- if they're recaptured, they can't see what you've got at the back. But those images weren't plastered all over... No. Well, they were blind- blindfold is different yeah. for a hood on a head, isn't it? Head I mean, yeah. A blindfold is practical, a black hood is slightly sinister, isn't it? Well, the it? thing is, America, they can come and do that now in America. Yeah, yeah. they can. Because of um, the Patriot Act, isn't it? Mm. Obviously, they call it terrorism, they can just come in and take mm. it. Fuck no me. charges, you're withheld indefinitely. Yeah. That's mm. it. Well, it reminds me of, I love it, they call it the Patriot Act. It always reminds me of in Marvel Civil War, not the movie, the comic book. Um, oh, shit, I forgot the name. Scooby Accord. No, that's in the movies. I'm ah. trying, what the fuck they call it in the in the comics? But it's essentially like, if you've got powers, you sign up and work for the government, 
or you're fucking imprisoned, like, and it's got some fancy mm. name, you know, give it a name that makes it sound, you know, like it's working for you. I mean, the Patriot Act, that sounds perfectly fine, doesn't it? Hey, you know, we love a Patriot here in the States. Yeah. But my God, that's sinister. And then, HR666. But the same can kind was, of happen yeah, It was, yeah, it was 666, yeah, you're right. But the same can happen here, though, isn't it? As long as I am, they accuse me of something terrorist-related. Yeah. I they can detain you I for up to, like, 30 days, I think. But in America, uh, it's indefinitely. Yeah, fuck you know. So, should we get through this scene of Evie and... Is it Dietrich? I forgot D- his name. Uh, Dietrich's been snatched. Dietrich. Evie jumps out the window mm. and um, is then accosted by... And I, on, upon rewatching this... You notice the... You notice the, um, the gloves yeah. on the policeman. And also, uh, he's wearing a ski mask and there's a red... Yes. Red around the, the, the areas exposed, but the, the eyes... You sort of, if you were watching this, yeah, for the first time, you might Would not have not know that. that. I watched I it definitely didn't. many a time, and then they're like, ah. Yeah. So she is black hooded, black hooded, well. and taken from the scene. She wakes up in a detention centre, let's now, say, concrete we, uh, walls, concrete cells. Should we uh, put a pin in it there? Yeah. Okay. Because, yes. Yes. Yeah. Of course you are. Yeah. Because that's a good. It's about halfway through the movie, and yep. it has taken us. Nearly three hours to get halfway through, but that's our style, listener, and that's but, why you're listening. But what is is a lot of this that is mm. pertinent to what we've been discussing yeah. discussing in the last few Definitely. weeks, isn't it? Well, that's why we pick fake news, propaganda, mm. banking, false, versus, flag, attacks, false yeah. flag attacks. Well, we tend to pick movies to review that have got mm. something pertinent to the, what the show usually talks about. So, yeah. so if you want the rest of our V for Vendetta re- review, and when we say review. What we mean is we'll go through the story and like we've done today, we'll talk about the themes, the issues, the yeah. stuff that comes up. Cause we've got a lot of good stuff for the second half of the film and uh, that will be next episode, won't it? It will. Uh, join us next week for more discussion. We're going to talk about fascism versus anarchy or um, communism versus, what's the other one? Capitalism. Um, Guy Fawkes, um, the Occupy movement, I guess, is going to come up. How it it pertains to today with Antifa Mm. and um, the alt-right and all that good stuff. And hopefully some really dark and very inappropriate jokes along the way. I'll do my best. As is our I can't, I can't. Actually, um, by the way... Tossing into a mass grave doesn't count. Yeah, I think mine gets the darkest (laughs) joke this week. By the way, um, last week I I forgot to tell you a dire joke. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, I'll tell you this is funny. It's, um, so uh, basically, Dode is in heaven, along with Henri Porn, and he says, "He's Muslim, though." Whatever, it's, it's a fucking joke, guys. <laughs> okay. He's, he's, I told you I wanted to fuck die in the tunnel, not fucking die in the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Jesus Christ, that sounds like something Nigel Farage would say. That's a Rotary Brown joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've hit a new low. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> ben looks so happy, doesn't he? He looks like the proudest I've ever seen him. <laughs> That's what I do. I'm I'm the the, the anchor, let's say. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> one word for it. But I also corrupt it. That's what I do. I think you've got a letter out of place there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm that too. I don't I don't disagree. 
<laughs> I'm the guy that drags you back onto plot. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> and might to an extent, but Stop me from going on rants against the government. <laughs> yeah. Wait till Mike's manifesto is released. Mm. Oh man, that's gonna be dark. It was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so that was the first half of our V for Vendetta discussion. Let's not call it a review. No discussion. It's a, a discussion. Word. Yeah. Um, and we'll finish off um, with one of our favourite features of a, a bit of never go full Alex. Were you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm local? Insane uh, in the membrane. <laughs> Insane in the brain. The show has got a lot of patron saints, hasn't it? We've got Saint Ike. Saint, Saint Tony. Saint, Saint Tony, Saint Jones. Jim Jones or Alex Jones? Both. Both. <laughs> St. Crowley, of course. St. Crowley. Saint we all, we all love a bit of sex magic. I honestly owe everything I have, all the happiness in my life right now, to the discovery of sex magic and Mr. Crowley. Thank <laughs> you. And remember, listener, that's magic with a K. Yeah, it is. You, I'm not going to pull a rose at me fucking sleeve, but I will think... Or his jab side. No. <laughs> that's the second week we've said jab side. <laughs> That's a really racially insensitive description. I, I apologise to our, any Japanese listeners we have. That's just. Um, but we don't know what else to call it. That's look, what we grew look, up calling it. Look, I'm from Dawley. This is how right. it works. That's yeah. just how it is. That's just the way it is. Now, That's to, how we are. To clear it up for anybody who's not from our hometown, we live in a pretty shitty town called Telford. We do. One of the suburbs of Telford is called Dawley. And it somehow manages to be even shitter than the town that surrounds it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ben is from the shittest part of a shit town. And he's so fucking proud of it. <laughs> we have our own accent. We have our own dialogue. We're dawdy men. Oh, we're man. strong in the arm and thick in the head. That's how it works. Fuck me. Yeah. Where men are men and the animals are worried. <laughs> <laughs> even Wellington, guys. I actually, technically, I was born in Shrewsbury. Grew we were up, born in Shrewsbury. Well, grew up in. Ke- I'm a Ketley lad, really. Ketley oh, Ketley! Do you know they separate the boys and the men in Ketley? Oh, I, I, I predict a really old joke. With a crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't get it. I won't get it. The That's joke a... is, Mike, that, that <laughs> men and boys like fucking each other so much in Ketley. The only way to get them to stop would be to prize them apart with a crowbar. There we go. And you know that when you have to explain a joke, it's a fucking shit. I blame Mike's middle class schooling for his his lack of understanding on that joke. It's your chavvy sort of lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) I don't wear a shell suit. You don't have to to be a chav. It's more of an attitude, Ben. No. It's more of an approach to life. I'm not a chav. You know the way you sort of mock me for being happy and like how I'm nice to my girlfriend? I've given up on that now. (laughs) It's run its course. You've got the point. I don't need to do it anymore. Just like my relationship. No, it hasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, darling. I love you. Oh, (laughs) the seeds of self-doubt are creepy. No, they're not. It's like a sword of Damocles now. Oh, Oh, what are you messing about? (laughs) 
He just wanted to say Sword of Damocles. Too fucking right. It was. <laughs> <laughs> was. I was impressed. <laughs> In fact, our, our third album for Solar Wars has to be called Sword of Damocles. Yeah, yeah, Laser yeah. Sword of Damocles. Lightsaber of Damocles. Ooh. <laughs> nah, it's a copyright. It's going to be Sword, on it? It's going to yeah, be Sword. Be, yeah. Sword of Damocles. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, you're not you're not singer in this band. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware of that. I'm the drummer. It's all right. I'm going to establish that. <laughs> it's you're, cool. the, you're the fucking roadie. Your job is to get as drunk as you normally do and move shit. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the drummer. That's my job anyway. Get as drunk as possible and move shit. <laughs> right. Shall we get into our favourite feature? Well, sorry, I said ours. I meant mine. <laughs> Never I like the reggae box too. Alex. Never go full Alex. Never go full Alex. So who's this then? This is Rodney Howard Brown. And he says that Hollywood is rife with human sacrifice and cannibalism. Okay, just before you press yeah. play, sorry. We've got to remember, every episode is somebody's first episode. Yes, so we actually explained the feature. What we like to do here is Mike plays us a clip of some random insanist on the internet. And also a clip of Alex Jones. Yep. And we are to decide who this week is talking more insanity. Is it Alex or the new guy? So, sorry, you just said his name's Rodney Howard Brown. Do we know who he is? Is he a televangelist or... I don't know, possibly. Well, let's hear what he's going to say, man. Well, let's see what he's going to say. I'm sure we'll figure it out. <laughs> They've told us to be quiet. They've told us to say nothing and do nothing. Yep. But I'll tell you... I drew a line in the sand. Yeah, Eminem drew a line in the sand the other day. The rapper. Looks like he tries to think he's from the hood. Please, give me a break. Some pasty white boy trying to act like he's from the hood. He doesn't even know what the hood looks like. He's made money off the hood. Oh, you do. But he's about to get put on a hood. Enough is enough. There's white people in the audience. They've mocked the body of Christ for too long. An army of men and women is rising up in this hour. God is answering our prayer. He will not be mocked. He's a God that answers by fire. Do not be afraid of the showdown. Don't be afraid of the showdown. Don't be afraid. It's time to mock the false gods of Egypt. And they're prophets. What are these people? What are these holiday prophets of the enemy? You know, I mock you. Some say, no, we must be nice so we can win them for Jesus. These people are full of the devil. <laughs> these people can't even be reasoned with. These are not people that you can talk to. And they already have given their soul to the devil. Are you with me? These people go through seances. These people drink blood. Oh my. These people sacrifice children. Somebody said they don't do that. They sacrifice children at the highest levels in Hollywood. They drink blood of young kids. This is a fact. That's why the next thing to be exposed will be all the pedophilia that's going to come out of Hollywood and come out of Washington, D.C. The human sacrifice and the cannibalism has been going on for years. Somebody said, oh, they don't do that. It's worse than what you think. You remember when the whole spirit cooking thing came out? That's commonplace, no. ladies and gentlemen. And many of the Hollywood actors that you go see on a screen, what you don't know, they bring a witch. They do a big seance right there on the set, 
and they worship devils and they allow devils to come into them before they take the part of what they're going to act. It's a fact what I'm telling you. Okay. Well, I'm going to... He's right about the spirit cooking. He's, he's, right, about, he's right about the paedophilia. Mm. I'm guessing there's about, um, roughly about 400 people in that auditorium there. There's a quick, quick uh, tally of the view. Church, I've seen this guy on InfoWars before. Well, I did a quick tally of the when it showed it panned around and showed the crowd. I reckon there was sort of fifty people in each block and probably about six or seven blocks. So, well, is there a few people there? First of all, I would like to point out I am no expert, but although Eminem is not, maybe not from the quote hood, he is from incredibly um, working less than working. He's from fucking poverty. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Or look at that guy, a South yeah. African. White South African. Jesus. He was obviously, from the obviously came over when yeah. the apartheid ended, I imagine. Pray, uh, preaching in a mega church, what it looked like to me. One of those. <laughs> he he got about 400 people there, right? he, yeah. And what I find fucking wonderfully darkly hilarious is that while he's sermoning, yeah. I don't think that's a word. Uh, but, you know, while he's sermonising, I don't think that's a word either, but along the bottom of the fucking screen is the basically call in and pay now fucking yeah. number. Give us your fucking money. Like, and, like, now, like the church has never been embroiled in paedophilia before. Exactly. No, of course it hasn't. No, uh, no, no I agree no. with you, Mike. I think, yes, and a lot of it's coming out now, isn't it? There probably is a lot... Uh, you know, Hollywood probably is rife with paedophilia. There might even be some child sacrifice. I don't know. It's come Who up knows? before. Satanism. But I just think it's fucking ironic for a guy who claims to represent, like, well, he doesn't claim to represent, he does represent the most paedophilic organisation in the fucking (laughs) known universe. Apart from the lizards, the interdimensional. Well, he's probably one of them, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair. Um, So what was his point? What, stop watching Hollywood films? I don't don't know what his point is. Cannibalism, though. Cannibalism. Eating babies on the set. I mean, they, <laughs> they often talk about how good the catering is in Hollywood. Movies, you know? but, you I, know, don't, I don't think when they ask for a baby, they give it me, though. Mm, no. And oh, you know what? I want some baby hors d'oeuvres, please. And summoning up a demon before they play the part. So you're telling me that Keanu Reeves, before playing the part of, was it Bill or Ted? One of them. Ted. You know, you know please, please, Satan, give me the powers I need to portray this slacker stoner. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. I totally nailed the part, oh. man. <laughs> Thanks to Satan. That's a baby. He needed to eat a baby and summon a demon to play a fucking slacker. Do you know what I mean? I mean, maybe Anthony Hopkins in The Silence of the Lambs, I could see maybe... He needed to summon some demons. Maybe Heath Ledger, the Joker. No. Maybe that's why he's dead. But I'm sorry. Hopkins, comedy films. Hopkins didn't need the devil to do that role. He's he was. Sh- he was the devil in that role. <laughs> oh, oh. So uh, you know, yeah. that's, it's, that's in my top five. Times of Lambs. Easy. Yeah. Easy. I've even read the book. That's I've read the, the book. Few, few times where I've read the actual book as well. Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's more even in the book. Well, the let's, break, him no portrayal. Yeah, let's, let's break down what this guy, so what this guy is saying is Hollywood, um, they summon demons, accept demons into themselves, drink the blood of children and eat the flesh of children in order to play a role. Okay. Ironically, a, a white supremacist South African preaching to an audience of mainly black people. Hmm. That's weird, isn't it? Mm. The American dream. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't mean so, that, I don't mean that to sound racist anyway, but it just seems slightly odd. Well, 
What's Alex saying? What's Alex saying? Yeah. Alex Jones claims the BBC is a giant paedophile cult. Well, let's face it, Jimmy Savile. He has a point. <laughs> yeah. He's got a point in this, so... We'll see how far he takes let's it. Let's see how far he takes it. Okay. They're always like, ah, we're going to kill you. We're going to shut you up. They're like, we get that. Okay, we're here to stop you so all these innocents don't get run over. It's an instinct. It's a spirit. It's not like trying to be a hero. You can't roll over when you see him kidnapping little girls like he did in his town. He owned a tanning bed company. He was making money, middle class, and I had a big, nice house. I, I, I know Robin's story. I remember seeing demonization about him 10 years ago and halfway believing it, my own self. They took his house. They put him in prison. They tried to kill him. Now he's stronger than ever. So he's not doing this for his own self. He's doing it because... The town he was in, it turned out 4,000 little girls were groomed for sex. Many of them kidnapped, many of them killed, many of them disappeared. This is a evil British pedophile government allied with Islam because under its tenets of radical Islam, it follows pedophilia. Everybody knows about the giant scandals of pedophilia in England. <clears throat> the secret dungeons, the torture, the murder of little kids, the prime minister slit little girls' throats. All that's coming out. Is it? The BBC is basically a giant pedophile cult. So, that, I mean, London Telegraph, pedophile cult runs UK. Cannot be released, will destroy national security. That's a headline. That's top police saying we're run by pedophiles who are devil worshippers. You cannot make that up. What are harems? They're slave pits of women. And Muhammad had sex with a nine-year-old, so Turkey's legalizing sex with nine-year-olds right now. You cannot make this up. So I'm going to donate $20,000 we don't have because we, we did last year. We brought in even more capital than we did the election year. We thought that was crazy. But because we sold stuff at such low prices, we brought in less money aggregate. And there we go, it's the business speak. That, I was just give me some money. You, that is give the perfect slice of Alex Jones because yeah. he's twisted some truth and some headlines that have been out there, yeah. blowing it up, and then seamlessly, seamlessly yeah. links into his, his fucking sales pitch, though. Yeah. Into, yeah. Then it's all yeah. about the business element. Yeah, so you, you can buy my anti-pedophile yeah. devices and my bulletproof <laughs> vests and my zinc tablets yeah. that may give you aluminium poisoning. He starts off better. like, yeah, there is a pedophile uh, Yeah, up to a point. I was like, yeah. shit, me. Yeah, the other guy's the winner here, because Alex is talking sense. But then when he says, allied with Islam... Yeah, then you go, oh, right, okay. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're bombing Muslim countries. If we're allied to Islam, why would we be bombing Muslim countries? And the BBC, that? has he ever listened to Radio 4? Good uh, afternoon, welcome oh. to Radio 4. <laughs> Allah Akbar. Um, <laughs> here is the shipping forecast. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh, the Bring me the body of an eight-year-old girl. Mohammed craves the body of an eight-year-old. You know what I mean? For fuck's sake! That's not the archers. That is definitely. The weird thing is, we all joined in on the archers. Well, yeah. I I think it should be a fucking national anthem before a football game. listen to Archers? I used to actually listen. I listen to it. It's It's the most middle, upper middle class thing. Imagine or lower upper class. Somewhere in there, it is. Yeah. Oh my god, it's about a village, about the, the ins and outs of running a farm. That's it. Um, See, I watched Midsummer Murders and assumed that was the archers, but slightly more murderized. Oh no, it is the poshest um, soap. And then they'll have like one or two characters with regional accents, you know, who've got to the village through marriage. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Or maybe new money, new money. Maybe they're employed, you know, on the oh, farm. Yeah, yeah. Rex's father never missed it. So whenever we're in the van with him or in the mm. car, 
He'd have Radio 4 on, Archers. Wow. I do like Radio 4. I find it soothing and sometimes quite intellectually stimulating, if I, if one may be so bold. Oh. Um, <laughs> you be so bold, sir. I'll cross my leg in a sophisticated way and listen to what you have to say. I've always loved talk radio. Gently cradle my knee. <laughs> I've always loved talk radio, and I find Radio 4 very good, but then... It's, you've got to take the rough with the smooth, because like I say, That's then the archers comedy, will yeah, come on. Yeah, they have good comedy, but then the archers will come on, and, and I always find it interesting. Um, oh no, actually, that's on Radio 2. Thought for the day where... Can I just say that we're talking about Radio <laughs> yes, fucking 4, we are. the archers, and Radio 2. Yes, well, we're hard-cutting. We're, we're, we're cutting right. the bull in the post of apocalypse. Well, well, and we're then. talking about... Radio 2. Ben and I, uh, sorry, Mike and I, are a little more, um, shall we say, middle class. Um, I'm not a chap. A, li- a little more intellectually <laughs> curious than, um, than our co-host Ben. I'm just going to say that I'm not a chap. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who doesn't know what chap means, it, was, it means uh, council well, hives. To be fair, you're and vulgar. I, I, do, <laughs> I do live in a council house. <laughs> and you are vulgar. And I am quite vulgar. <laughs> He's a chap, and he knows he is. <laughs> Even so, I'm going to take pride in my chapness. And haven't you got one of them danger dogs, one of them status dogs? As I, well? have, I with have. A, with a fucking saddle yes. on the back. It's not got a saddle, it's his tactical harness. <laughs> Charge! It's a tactical harness, and he is a mastweiler. Do you train to bite brown people? No, I do not. Bite, training to bite brown people. He does not bite anybody. He is an 11 month old, slightly horse like dog that has a tactical saddle. Do not film yourself on YouTube teaching him to zig heil, or you will actually go to prison. Like that quote comedian. When England got the World Cup, I support Germany because of the dog. (laughs) Right. So, hang on, we didn't finish the game. Who's chatting more insane this week? Um, Alex. Yeah. Well, I suppose saying that the BBC is 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 Islamist is is a bit mental. Yeah. There's an element of truth to what they I, both said. Don't get me wrong, the chap was, you know, him, <laughs> very evangelical. Yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah, Alex gets it this week. I think he gets it because he he did some quintessential Alex there, where he, he went straight into his sales pitch yeah, at the exactly. end of the week. Like fuck it, now that just sums his whole channel mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So, yeah, my money's on Alex this week. I'm with Alex. I'm Alex Winsom? Yeah, well, should we wrap this up? And uh, you we'll can join over. us next week for part two of our Viva Vendetta discussion. And the sorted things where I point out that I'm not a chap. <laughs> 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 it would help if you weren't wearing that fucking Adidas tracksuit, Ben. I'm not wearing... <laughs> I'm not... I- I am not wearing an Adidas tracksuit. <laughs> I'm not in tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> science, the science officer. The science officer. But they have tracksuit think. bottoms. You've got to be comfortable to think. <laughs> I'm in jeans and a t shirt. A last podcast on the left t shirt. Hey! I love you know? that show. You right. know? Let's wrap this son of a bitch up. Right, so. <laughs> v. V for Vendetta. <laughs> we'll carry it on next time. We will. Lot of stuff put into where we are now, as we've established, where the fact it's taken us so fucking long to get through <laughs> it's very half a film. It's ve- exactly. There's and, a lot to discuss. And, you know, stuff next next week we're going to come up with and go, well, you know what? Maybe that is happening right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the Tory party just that unimaginable? We're going to tell you why the movie is more pertinent today than it was 
in its year of release. Exactly. Very much so. So like our Facebook page? Yeah. Indeed. And uh, it is um, Cook of the Bun, the post of the Apocalypse, of course. Twitter is Apocalypse Bun. Yeah. Uh, YouTube. I, YouTube the... as well. And uh, Podca- Podbean, SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, well, if you listen to this, you already know where to find us. But um, tell all your friends we're available anywhere you can get podcasts, basically. Um, we're on all the big boys. Oh, because iTunes now as well. iTunes, Spotify. Um, subscribe, ratings, leave a rating. and we Leave we a nice you. rating or gas. Well, I'll send you a very eloquent <laughs> insult. <laughs> I'll leave it to you to explain what you're going to do. <laughs> And then block you before you can respond. <laughs> That's my right. Fuck you. <laughs> no, not fuck Beef you. Beef Vendetta is all about censorship. Yeah. <laughs> Fight the power. <laughs> so I've been Ben. I'm going to say, don't join the cult. Don't drink the flavour aid. Fuck you. That's a dig at me every time you say it. <laughs> I don't want anyone to... Join a cult, don't in the flavour age, it's all about not believing what you're told. It's a metaphor. Stop. Metaphor! Stop fucking with my business plan! <laughs> Alright, don't drink the flavour age. Who's that? There you go, I like it. Um, I've been Gaz, free Biff Tannen. <laughs> Here comes the cult plumo. I know! I was waiting, but I literally didn't do it this week. <laughs> Jesus, we can't even sign off. <laughs> it takes us ten minutes to say goodbye. Let's do it. Let's do this professionally. Right. Okay. I've been Ben. Don't drink the flavour aid. Gaz. Uh, shit. <laughs> I, st- I stumbled over it. I've been Gaz. Free Biff Tannen. I've been Mike. Mike. Peace out. Hey. Stay classy. Yeah. Kicking the riffs. <laughs>